Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Dean Show here on Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean and joining me today, Mr. Quentin. Sir, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm, 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 I'm feeling a lot better. <laughs> That's what's up. Yes, Beautiful. Sir. And also joining us is Mr. Ant Pooh. Sir, how are you? Man, life is good, and I'm not going to complain too much today, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call out Michael Dean right now, Uh-oh. because as a three time, as a father three times over, he should have told me them teeth are sharp as hell. I almost cried. <laughs> well, Need uh, a little backstory on yeah, that, please? Yeah, I mean, you might want to help the listeners out there, because <laughs> I don't know what, what you know, on one hand, it sounds like it could be rather suspicious. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what a father part has to do with that, but I mean, like I said, you might want to explain that. So everybody knows I have a 15-month baby girl, beautifulest thing in the world to me. And, uh, you know, she had a barrette in her her mouth, and she started coughing on it, so I I take it out. And, you know, 15-month-olds are stupid. I'm going to say it. Stupid. I love her, but she's stupid. Mm -hmm. She decides to walk two feet, not not even two feet, see something else on the floor. Oh, let me put this in my mouth. So I'm like, ah. Damn, come on, baby girl. So I, I put my a pinky in her mouth to try to, you know, slap it out. And she's fighting me like, stop, stop. So I'm like, no, let me have it. She's like, look, I told you stop. You don't want to get the message. So she decided to just bite the fuck down on my pinky. I went, son of a mother. And I just laid on the bed holding my pinky. She uh, got blood. I got a bruise. She over there laughing. And I'm thinking like, if you want my daughter, I would slap the shit out of you. I swear I would. So I blame Michael Dean because he should have warned me. Don't put that on Put that on me. What's going on in your household? You have CPS over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, Threatening been- to slap a child. Dude, blood. I kid you. <laughs> Dude, I kid you not. I was I was holding my pinky for about a good ten minutes. She she bit it so hard. Wow. <clears throat> She's a vampire. Okay. All right. And Pooh, ladies and gentlemen, direct all correspondence. Child care to him. All right. And and shout out to our brethren who are not here today. Uh Q Storm. He is uh I guess I'm putting him on blast a little bit. Sorry, sir. Uh he is taking his Taking his uh, youngins to the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, shout out to the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, I had an opportunity to see them when I was a kid, and I couldn't go because, um, fortunately, I should say, that was the night. Wow. That, no, 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 I was going to say the reason why, because that was the night my sister was born. So my mom oh. couldn't take me because she had to give birth. So. <laughs> that's always, a good excuse. Yeah, I always that's how I always remember the Harlem Globetrotters. Like I was about to go see him when my sister came. And at the time, as a young dummy at ten years old, I was mad because ah, I wanted to go. How dare you, you know, be born? But of course, as an older man, I can appreciate that that was a great day in history. Uh, but anyway, um, and then uh, we are praying for my brother, Big Sexy. Hopefully, he is okay. He's unreachable, so. Maybe he'll jump in here in a minute. He might just be uh, indisposed doing his thing. So shout out to him. Uh, Let's see. Before we get into some of the news stories, uh, we didn't do a show last week because I got the opportunity to go back to Hawaii and uh, celebrate with my daughter. She turned 16 and we had like a Wakanda themed party. uh, And that was great uh, to go out there and 
you know, just experience all of that. And, you know, it's, you'll see as you get older, uh, Aunt Pooh, when you, your, your kids get of age and teenage years, I still, I bug out, man, because I look at her. On one hand, I still my little girl, you know, and I always picture her probably at about four or five. <laughs> but now she is like a 16-year-old teenager, a.k.a. young woman. And it just like, I'm just like, can't even wrap my head around that sometimes. And it was interesting because, uh, you know, when I got there, which was like last Friday, got immediately off the plane, got to the hotel, and then my daughter had her first track meet. And so I was excited to go see that. So made my way uh, over to where they live and walked up to the school. And so me and my son ended up watching the track meet. And they were having a carnival at the high school as well afterwards, right? So once that was all done, you know, about three hours later, uh, my daughter changes and stuff. And it was so funny because, you know, obviously they live in Hawaii. And, you know, it's a Polynesian culture is the predominant you know, thing that you see there in the people. It's not like America where it's mainly white folks and everybody else. So it's a very, you know, it's a different vibe. So her, and I noticed she had like two sets of friends almost. There was like the Hawaiian, which you would expect type of uh, people that she was really cool with. But then like there was maybe like five or six in my mind it looked like they was transported straight from America. It was some black girls. And, you know, they was all, you know, 16-year-old, 2019 up as they, it was, I, I suppose when I was 1988, when I was a teenager, that we, it would be the same. But as an older person seeing it now, I, I just see these young girls and I'm like, ah, make sure there's no R. Kelly's around here and these sick motherfuckers because I could already tell, you know, how they would be perceived. But anyway, she had these two sort of sets of friends. And uh, we were going to the carnival, right? We backtrack to that. And uh, so her, the sort of the, the, her, I hate to put it that way, but you know, it was this obvious difference to me. Her, her, her black girlfriends all walked with us. So we were all sort of walking together. And as I started to meet them and stuff, I was like, I am the older dad guy. Like I've never actually been in that situation. I was like, I'm the older dude. I'm not the older dude. I'm the older dad. You know, they're they're um, they're going to slightly change their behavior around me. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I was picking up on that. I was like, I, I bet I know what they'd probably be talking about when I would not be here. But it was just hella cool, and it was interesting for me to see because I'm not around them a lot. So I was just like, wow, okay, uh, yeah, you call me Mr. Dean, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, it was just funny. I, I, I don't know how else to do it. My, my father's out there. You, you might know what I'm talking about. But to see your young girl, she is now not that baby no more. And, you know, I had to say, I was so used to her just running with me, following with me, and we go do our thing. But I had to recognize, I said, you know what? These are her friends. Go on and do your thing with your, with your homegirls. It's cool. You know, me and my son, we just kicked it. And went on some rides and she went on with her friends and whatnot. <clears throat> and maybe about an hour later, you know, me and my son, we pretty much had our feel of the rides and stuff. So we just walked across the street to get something to eat because there was like a whole little mall across the street. And then like maybe like 
10 minutes later, my daughter was like, hey, dad, she texted me, dad, you mind if I come and join you guys? <laughs> I was like, of course, come on, you know, pull up. You know, I said, come on, come on over. So she came over. She's, I was like, oh, well, what, what happened? She's like, you know what? I can kick it with them anytime. You know, I don't, I don't get to see you that often. So, you know, so I was like, oh, wow, that was, that was dope. And then the day of the party, you know, um, we spent the whole day getting it all set up and uh, you know, doing the direct de- decorations and making the table placings and stuff. That was like a f- three or four hour thing of just doing that. <clears throat> and then once the party started, and, and let me say the party was at a church, but it was at, you know, they have like separate buildings at the church complex, or whatever. Um, so we had it in one of those rooms. And it was just funny because, again, you know, I have to remind myself, these are teenagers. So, of course, you know, my daughter, she had her own little playlist and hooked it up to the speakers and they're playing their music and whatever. And at first, you know, is straight Bruno Mars, which is to be expected because he is from Hawaii. He's huge and they know all his stuff. You know, he's the man out there. So I wasn't mad at that. But then it slowly starts to get into the. I was like, okay. I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I said, you know what? Hey, the kids is into it. That's, you know, when it was my age, we were playing Prince or whatever, you know, hip hop stuff. So I was like, okay. They're in a church, so you can't play the, you know, you're not cussing and stuff, right? And it was so funny. Uh, it was, this was after the party had started. And everybody was there. So it was like one side of the room was all just teenagers and all their friends and stuff. And they sat on one side and all the adults kind of sat on the other tables. And uh, the pastor was there, pastor's wife. You know, I got to meet him and chop it up. And what was cool was this a black church in Hawaii. Right. Hmm. So it was so it was so much love in the room. And, you know, I have to say that um, it was cool to me because there's a lot of people that I had heard of before, but I never had the opportunity to meet and these are people that, you know, have influence in my kid's life because they are they see them a lot or they're around them. So it was cool for me to actually go in and meet them, you know, meet the pastor, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, really chop it up with them. Say, Yo, I appreciate everything you what you got going on here. You know, what I'm saying, as a dad, that's thousands of miles away. You know, I know that there's some real cats here that's holding up some morals and expectations and really, you know, holding it down. I appreciate that, man. Like, you just, you, you don't even already know. And he was like, you know, I, I feel, you know, it was just real cool. Was, he was probably around, as I realized now, he was probably around the same age. But it was just mad cool. And then I met, like, the, uh, it was another young brother who was the coach, one of the coaches of the football team that my son was on and got to meet him. And his son and my son are actually really good friends. And so it was just cool to meet him and his wife Young brother, brother's from Compton, actually, and him and his wife ended up moving to Hawaii, you know, relocating. Wow. Yeah, it was it was really dope. But the real, and he's probably younger than I was, but real good dude. And, I, you know, I had to really recognize that, you know, this cat is in my son's life. You know what I'm saying? Because we talked about the whole football thing and uh, getting him into it and, you know, being around them and pushing them and things of that nature. And I was, you know, I really wanted to chop it up with him. It's like we really have real good conversation. And um, I just said, man, you know, we need more cats like you, man. Like, you know, he's because he's got his own things that he was into. And he had like three kids, you know, beautiful family. You know what I'm saying? Um, And then his homeboy 
moved up from Compton. He told his homeboy, man, come out here, man. You know what I'm saying? You're not really doing nothing out there. This op, you know, we got you didn't got to pay no room or rent. Come out here, man, and peep it out. You might want to move up here. You know, we got opportunities, you know, get involved in the church, blah, blah, blah. So I met old boy. You know, we were always it was just real cool. I, what I'm really saying is I was so impressed. And and I was blessed. I realized how blessed the situation was. I was like, wow. You know, okay. I can relax my stress a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like these are real good dudes. So getting back to the party part. So after all of that, right, the there's a Bruno Mars song where he's talking about being rich. I've heard the song before. Like, I want to be so rich or something like that. It was like a big song years ago. But I guess that one of the versions, he goes, I want to be so rich, so fucking bad. <laughs> and that song played, started playing around. I just saw the pastor, his eyes, he said, hmm? <laughs> and my daughter ran up to the thing, oh, oops, hit the thing, and he was like, all right now, uh, that's the wrong version <laughs> in the church, and it was just funny, man, but uh, they had a good time, and I'll say that, you know, the song that shut the party down, like it really popped off, you know, like when you be at the parties, and a lot of times somebody will play like flashlight or something, and be, oh, you know, everybody got to get on the floor. It was Soldier Boys crank that. I was like, huh? Yeah. How y'all know? I mean, it, it, even that was years ago, and these guys were 16, but they went crazy when that came on, and the lights went off all of a sudden, and then the fucking light effects started playing. I was like, huh? And they was in there doing it. You know, and then from there, it just went to you know stuff i ain't never heard before I, but as you know i let them kids go and do their thing man they having fun we, we all here you know what i'm saying it ain't getting too crazy but uh it, it was just a cool experience man it was so funny as it started winding down uh they were just playing their music and they're just having a ball <clears throat> and uh we turned the lights back on it's like all right you know start kind of putting stuff up and one of the young boys that was there he was he had this mischievous look on his face and he wanted to push the button on the phone to play some song and the and the young girls i was and i had sort of walked over there at this point one of the young girls was looking at his, don't do it chris and he's like oh but and i looked at him i said chris use your brain you're in a church and, and i'm standing here so th think about what you're gonna do before you hit that button because i don't think you want to go you don't want to go down that route and he was like, all right, sir. <laughs> and I don't know what he was going to play. But I was like, yeah, man, you come on, slow down, playboy. But, you know, it was funny. When, when the young men came in to the party originally, they came through the front door. They walked straight over to me. I ain't never met these dudes. And introduced themselves. You know, they, then they walked over to the other adults in there. And I was like, you know what? You don't never hardly ever see that no more. And I was like, that. That was I don't know if that was a Hawaiian thing or they just respect their elders or something, but that was actually really dope. And a lot of the younger girls had did the same thing, were very respectful. And so I was like, you know what? It's cool. You know, these are good kids. You know, kids gonna always be kids. Teenagers gonna be teenagers. You know, if it was up to me, I probably would have had them all in dresses went down to their ankles. <laughs> but it wasn't up to me. So I was like, you know what? It make you it make you double think all of the IG photos and different things that you see as a man. You'd be like, damn, because some of these are young, 
these are these are niggas is babies. <laughs> Cause I was I was kind of questioning like, how old are you? Y'all look like grown women up in here. I was like, eh. So yeah, man. But it was it was great, man. Great time. Uh, I had a ball. So it was great to come back home and uh, be relaxed and feel good about it. But uh, yep, salute to the kids out there. All right. It's a long story. I believe Big Sexy has uh, come on into the courtroom. Is that right? That is correct. All right. Are you okay, sir? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Right. Sorry I'm a little uh, late today. Uh, I was on partying last night. <laughs> ah, that I'm just nodding my head over here. <laughs> Coming in to work. so like- bad, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Actually, well, tell- no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah. So who were we- where were we- what was the party about? Who were you partying with? All right, one of my best friends from law school. Um, put on the best friend, huh? Hey, hey, she's involved. I'm not. She said her and her husband would be in town this weekend for a GOP convention. Like, we got that here? She's like, yeah, you do. I'm like, okay. She said, you got to come by. I said, I'll come by. Cause I ain't seen her in years. So we swung by the Hyatt Regency where they all were. And I, for no other reason, just as a coincidence, I'm wearing blue. And I didn't even think about it until I walked in. And I walked in like Eddie Murphy in Delirious, you know. I had the attitude on, I had my medallion on and shit. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> and I see all, all the red. <clears throat> I saw a few of the hats. You what, know, no, which, which hats? Are you, okay, call it the out. MAGA hats. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't try to sugarcoat it. <laughs> I ain't sugarcoating nothing. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and I'm just walking through and trying to find them. I'm walking through the room, just glaring at people. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. What's up? And then I found them. And then she introduced me to a bunch of the people in charge. And then I start to really look around the room. And the room was really diverse. I was surprised. You know, one of the people in charge was a black woman. One of the main speakers was this Muslim cat. I'm like, okay, well, y'all do y'all what you need to do. Nobody rolled up on me and tried to indoctrinate me with their stuff or anything like that. And I'm like, all right, you know, where's the bar? And we went and hung out the bar with our with our friends and just commenced talking and getting our drink on, talking football. And nobody was really talking politics. But I will say this: the ladies of the evening were out because they were clearly obvious. How much were they charging, Mark? How late? Charging what? <laughs> Mark oh, doesn't pay. Come please. on now. Sexy doesn't pay. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be silly now. Now I wanted sexy. to see if you got a quote or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, sexy doesn't pay. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was interesting because the room, I mean, there was a lot of people. And if you if you didn't see all the, the sprinkling of all the hats, you wouldn't know where you were. Because no one was running around screaming any slogans or any of that shit. People were just getting their drink on. They had a DJ, and it was just on. I'm like, okay. What, what kind of music were they playing? They were playing contemporary stuff too. I mean, because I, I expected it will be like hee haw or something like that. <laughs> not at all. Was there any hibbit tibbit? No, they, we did not have any hibbit fibbit flippity flip. No, <laughs> that didn't make it. But Bruno made an appearance, and uh, what's the other cat's name? Uh, Mark Ronson. Cardi made an appearance though. Hilarious. Really. Get the fuck out of here. Cardi was in the building. They ain't all that bad. (laughs) And I'm just watching it for a while, you know, expecting someone to say something. And nobody said a word. Because then when when I just 
step back and realize, okay, what do we have here? A hotel full of people who just have one ideology and whatever. Nobody was being silly. Nobody was talking shit about, oh, come on, I ain't shit. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. They were just in there hanging out. And I'm like, fuck it. We're going to hang. Let's just hang. Shit. I haven't seen my girl Kelly in four or five years. Let's just hang out. Man. All right. And so y'all, what time did you get out of there? Oh, shit. 2.30. Oh, so y'all shut it down. Oh, yeah. Now, you didn't wake up in the morning with a MAGA hat next to you, did you? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Let's not get silly now. No. <laughs> well, all right. Not <laughs> Should I put you on blast? <laughs> like he would admit to it if he was here. Yeah, man. Wait, 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 wait. Do you know me well enough to know? <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking saying. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. I mean, you know, people people going to party, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and have a good time. And I, I would imagine... I'm not saying, I imagine most regular just people, no matter which side of the spectrum are, can have a good time and not going to be, you know, getting into all these ideology conversations when they drinking and having a good time. We, hey, we're here kicking it. You know what I'm saying? We leave all yeah. that shit at the door. Now, outside of those situations, I don't know. I'd be curious to see when the conversation did swing to some real shit, how they would go down. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I, should, I think the... Not this time, but the last time I went to Hawaii, I was sitting at the bar and got into a conversation uh, with Trump supporters. I mean, we were just talk, you know, talking shit at the bar, but it, you come after, you know, as the conversation starts to go come around, you realize that they was the Trump people. But we were just chopping it up. Like I was like, okay, well, tell me why. Da da da. You know, we wasn't fighting or nothing like that. It was, you know, I said, okay, cool. That's what you do. You know, I you know, you from a different part of the country. Blah blah blah. Bring another ramp, you know what I'm saying? You know, it, yeah, you know, yeah, that's all it was. You know, people just relaxing, hanging out, and you know, having a good time. There, there wasn't a lot of weed around. I'll, I'll tell you that. Interesting, really. Oh yes. Okay. Because the people who in, who in t- or partake, since it's legal, shit, fire that shit up. Oh okay. I'm like, okay, y'all, do what you do. Shit. Shit, they looking at it's a billion dollar business right now. Yeah. <clears throat> now, oh, did yes. you inhale? Did you partake? Did I, did I inhale? I breathed. I didn't, you know, take the joint and like that. No. I puff up ass. <laughs> Mark, are you fucked up the rotation? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we're glad you uh, here, hangover or not, uh, join us, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Man, let's, uh, well, there's a lot going on this week. Uh, and we have to remind yes. myself we are in the last throngs of Black History Month. And boy, this is going to be one for the record books. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of L's this week, all the way around. Uh, for this. But before we get into all of that, the introduction into that, let me, I want to play a little something to set the mood. And hopefully this plays properly. So we have a little ad here today, our first sponsor, I should say. So let's play this sponsor. Gay Tupac, presented by Lucius Lyon and Lying Daniels on Pinocchio Records, available now. Featuring hit singles such as Guy I'm Mad at You. Guy I'm Mad at You. Boy, I'm so mad at you. 
hit him up. First off, suck the dicks of the click you claim. Yes, guys, when we ride, coming quick, no shame. You claim to be a homo, but you fucked the wife. While we bust on bad boys, fucking niggas for life. Tail Harry. From the back of belly in this. He's so naughty, all through my body. I blow like a 12 gauge shot. Feel me? Come in. And mom says she sent a one for guy and son to mislead the wild with the ways of the men. Swallow me. Beat my flesh, quick flesh, deep in my flesh. Come in me. You gon' come quickly. What do we have here now? You wanna ride this guy? Ride da 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 da. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy. And are you still down? Low. Only the niggas. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 Home <in> me now. <laughs> ah, Lord. Lord it. Um, there you go. So we, let's talk about the gay Tupac himself, uh, Jesse Smollett. Um, also, you know, the, this is, uh, we got another announcement. Uh, the recipient of the Todd Bridges Award. Uh <laughs> We only got one uh, nominee this year. Of course, that is Jussie Gay Tupac himself, Smollett. And I'm going to accept this in his honor since he cannot uh, receive this today. But the Todd Bridges Award goes to Jussie. Man, I know the listeners, you already have heard about this story. I don't know how you can. This has been all over the news. Of course, you know, the, the, the allegations of, you know, the hoax hate crime. And how that all played out, and then we have the uh, the Nigerian cats, Ni- Nigerian descendants. They're actually, I was thinking about, it, they're actually real African Americans, right? Because they're actually American citizens, but they're from Africa, so they're probably more African American than all of us. But anyway, uh, and of course, that whole situation of them uh, supposedly being paid off by Jesse or in cahoots with Jesse. Excuse me, I keep saying Jesse, Jesse. Uh, I'm gonna just call him. Can I call him Todd? And, and on our Todd, I'm calling Todd. So, you know, they worked with Todd over this situation, and now he was arrested. He's out on bond, out on, out on bail. <clears throat> and uh, it's just, it's a whole mess. I want to get everybody's opinions on this. But here's my take on this whole situation. Um, what do I want to start? I want to get into the mindset of Jussie. And... Say what you want to say about, you know, the, the actual events and everything. But here's the thing. I actually think that his mindset, is, uh, that leading up to all this, is very dangerous. Uh, because to me, this is a young man who would do anything for his own personal gain. You know, uh, it's a part about being greedy. It's about wanting attention uh it's about it's a disregard for how his actions would affect other people and i actually also think it's a very sinister thing because he knowingly took uh trigger things like the noose uh you know the, the homosexual stuff, the, the, the racial aspect of it, the political aspect of it. He took all these things 
that he knew would trigger people and to ha- getting into their emotions and emotional response to have sympathy for him. And he relied on the worst things to try and influence other people toward his agenda. And I think that whole concept is actually sinister because again, if, if other people or other organizations, whether it be other celebrities, politicians, governments took those same, uh, you know, concepts or did the same type of thing, they can sway you to do all kind of stuff. Cause they like, they look at the person. So, okay. I'm, basically just, you know, just, he's like, okay, listen, I'm, I want to get them on my side. Right. Let me, first of all, they're trying to say now that he probably put that letter out. You know, it was like the threatening letter that came to him and that we're going to kill you. And suppose he had some white powder on it. There's not, they're now alleging that he had something to do with that. So if you just look at it on that aspect and to say, okay, this guy's trying to play on, you remember the story months ago where all of the politicians were getting those threatening letters in the mail and they had the, 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 the white substance on them. Remember that was playing heavy in the news for a while. And everybody was kind of scared, like, oh, what's going on? You know, so he's want to play on that. He's, oh, OK, let me let me get that clout on that clout chase that to, for my own needs. They're going to fail me this time. They, you know, I'm going to do it where they call me a faggot. And they got the white powder. This is going to get it popping. Now, he did not get the response he wanted. Right. So he's like, OK, what do I do? What they going to really feel me on? What, what, oh man, they're not nobody's around. Nobody cares. Now they don't care. Like oh, you know, they're not getting that attention, right? So it basically, so I'm gonna come up with this hate crime situation. Yo, let me get that noose. You know, when they see that noose on my neck, oh, you know these niggas gonna they gonna fail me when they said they was. You know, they called me a faggot and a nigger, and then they had the MAGA hats. You know, can tie this into the Trump, the, the racial tensions of America. Oh man, them. I know these people are stupid where if they see these things, they can't help but get triggered. They just emotional. It's going to ride on emotion and they own fears of what's going on. I'm a play against that. To me, that's a very sinister type of thing to do. Cause it's not like he just happened to throw those things. He did that on purpose knowing, and I'm only dealing with the black aspect of it, knowing that he could get black folks to feel some kind of way. The only reason you would do that. And to me, it's dangerous because it's the same. It would be the same type of thing. Like take away the celebrity part and the national part of it. Maybe it's just in your neighborhood. Maybe this is back in the day for some of y'all using the streets or whatever. It's like, and your boy come. Oh man, I was over on the South side, man. Them niggas, they jumped me dog. Huh? Who who did? I don't know. It was somebody from, you know, Southside Crips. I, I just know they was they was claiming Southside. They jumped me, you know what I'm saying? And they they, they beat me down, man. I barely got up out of there. Man, we got to ride on them niggas, man. Yo, say no more. Call up the homies. Get the straps. Blah blah blah. We going over there tonight. You know, let's get smoked up. Let's go. We getting these niggas, man. Oh man. Thank you, man. And then you, the brothers go over there perpetrating more crime. Somebody might get shot. Uh, bystanders got, got hit up. And then because he was lying. And then you get 
hemmed up on some murder charge. You going to prison for life. This cat out here, he was lying. He, he was false flagging, right? He's not putting in no work to the set, but he want to get the other homeboy to go out there and go put in some work and blast on people or just create a whole bunch of confusion and madness for his own personal gain. So that's the, to me, that dude would get taken out <laughs> because he's dangerous. To me, this is the same type of mindset, you know, but it's even more crazier because as I've always, you know, we've been saying people cape for celebrities, right? Celebrities have a certain amount of influence for better or for worse. We see people on TV or in the movies and they made us feel good because we like the movie or whatever. So we start to identify with them and we just give them credibility off the rip. That's what we do. So when the guy said I was attacked, blah, 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 okay, oh man, that's messed up. They did Jesse. And you know, some people was on cold, whatever. Y'all yeah, ride with the brother regardless. Some people, oh, he's a celebrity. We got to cave for him. You know, he, why would he lie? But see, the thing with this dude is that it brings out agendas in other people, right? The influence. So then you get your politicians who jump in because they have their own agendas that they're trying to push forward and they may see this as an opportunity that oh yeah this is great yeah jump on get on this early you know so i mean it even goes as high as nancy pelosi right you know we it was the classic picture of a week or so nancy was doing her little clap thing without that was cute when she was standing behind trump you know and she's doing her thing with the whole the, the whole thing with the uh government was shut down and all you know um all of them was involved in that. But the fact that it would reach to a person like that, where she would get online and let me tweet about this. You know what she said? Said the racist homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is in the front to our humanity. No one should be attacked for who they are or whom they love. I pray that Jesse has a speedy recovery and that justice is served. May we all commit to ending the hate once and for all. Okay. And that's an honest thing probably to say because we just didn't, we just going, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt early on. This was you know, January 30th when she tweeted this. February, February 18th, tweet was deleted. She ain't say nothing. <laughs> just deleted it. Uh, now, I would, I would ask the question, do you have the same energy you had when you came out? Shouldn't you be able to say, you know what? After further blah, 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 this dude might be lying. <laughs> so I apologize for rushing to, to judgment. They know the facts. Your guy, Cory Booker. January 29th, the vicious attack on actor Jesse Smollett was an attempted modern day lynching. I'm glad he's safe to those in Congress who don't feel the urgency to pass our anti-lynching bill designating lynching as a federal crime. I urge you to pay attention. February 17th, uh, Booker said, I'm going to withhold comment until all the information actually comes out from on the record sources. Ain't said nothing on it since then. Again, what I'm saying is like, because he's a celebrity and when they put forth something that happened, they give him credibility off the rip and the other people with other agendas as high as politicians and stuff, people running for president jump in on this you know not really knowing what's really going on but oh he on tv and 
Yeah, he must be. Yeah, 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 okay, cool. But then, again, does he have the same sort of rush to comment on the end result than they have the initial response? Last one I'll read, uh, come, you know, your girl, Carmela Harris. January 29th, said, uh, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront hate. February 21st, when asked about the Smollett thing, you know what she said? I love Harlem. February 21st, later on, said, like most of you, I have seen the reports about Jesse Smollett, and I'm sad, frustrated, and disappointed. When everyone makes false claims, claims to police, it, is not only, it not only diverts resources away from serious investigations, but it makes it more difficult for other victims of crime to come forward. So I think she gave a, a, a good response to that. Now, there is a, there's, a, there's a video of her being questioned about it. It's not a good look because <laughs> she seemed to act like she didn't know what they were talking. Like, what do you think about the Jesse, the tweet? You, and she looked like she didn't know who they were talking about. And then she looked at one of her people with her like they was going to have the answers. Uh-huh. It makes me wonder, was she actually the one tweeting this stuff out? Or is it somebody <laughs> in her team? And she didn't really know they tweeted. Oh, what, what, what's it? Who, what? So. It looked like she was looking for Sway to give her the answers. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <clears throat> but my thing is that you know like I said we're going back to my thing is and there was there's other celebrities and people who have come out and they were going hard initially uh, when this thing came out most of them have not either commented again or they deleted their situations and again to me it, it goes back to how these things you know the reach of these incidents particularly these trigger type of incidents where you know I'm playing on these emotions, I'm playing on these stereotypical things to, to, to further agenda, and it just goes out, it goes viral. His shit went viral. And, it, you know, you get to the point where politicians involved, other people of influence. And us as just regular citizens, you know, we, we'll sit back and be like, okay, Again, we going we caping for we cape for the celebrities sometimes. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us kind of question like, man, that sounds crazy. But I hope he's all right. You know what I'm saying? Like this, woo. But then as things start to unfold, more questions come up. Um, I don't have it in front of me, and I should. I was trying to pull that up. I remember Vibe magazine. Didn't they have a uh, a thing about this, and they were calling into question. Uh, straight black men not immediately sort of coming to the defense of Jesse, they were saying that was a form of toxic masculinity. Like, huh? What, what is that? What do we got? We're not the ones who supposedly threw bleach on him or beat his... What, what is that? What are you talking about? Like, just because a person doesn't off the top, you know, cape or believe or get out there and I'm in support then that means they have having toxic masculinity like 
when did when did asking a question become hate that's the other thing i would ask. a lot of times people was like you know I, I just have questions about it. i don't know if this actually is true oh man you just hating or you you're homophobic huh or the other one is uh victim blaming there you go victim you know let me say this man uh and i think i saw van jones he said <laughs> something he said uh i think he was saying like jesse was like an icon icon in the gay community. Now, I don't know if he was or not. <laughs> be clear. But I think he compared him to Jackie Robinson and stuff like that. And even Jesse himself, you know, he got on stage, you know, days, a week or so after this event and said he was the gay Tupac. You know, but here's, here's my thing, man. And this goes for heterosexuals or homosexuals, whatever. Because who you choose to have sex with, you don't get no stripes for that. <laughs> Let me say that again. Because who you decide to have sex with, I don't, you don't get no credit for that. So what? What do you do? You say, what, 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 what a, a effective change have you done positive for anybody? That's what you're going to get credit for. Because in today's world, if you say, oh, well, I'm gay and Okay, cool. So, well, I'm supposed to give you a pat on the back for that? I'm heterosexual. Big deal. What do you do? Or, oh, I'm, I'm on TV or I do this thing. Okay, so, Ann, <laughs> what is it? You, you're good at your job. Great. You don't get a cookie for doing things that are supposedly natural to you. Right? It's so, so the whole point to me, when I, I look at the Jesse thing, and again, I don't know all about him, but I'm like, why would he be uh, a champion for these things? I mean, just because he says he's gay, is I'm supposed to clap for him? So what? I know many, well, I don't know many, but I know a few gay dudes. So, okay. I know a few heterosexual dudes. Do I clap for them because they're heterosexual? That's, that's your thing, man. Do you, do you? But what do you do? You know what I'm saying you get you get props for your talent or things that you bring, not because you just have a title. That don't mean shit. That's the first thing I would say. Second thing I would say is to me, Jesse Smollett. I hear about as popular or as known in my book as if I was going back in the day, he would be Kadeem Hardison. <laughs> And that's no slight to Kadeem. Uh, that's no slight to Kadeem. Actually, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not ready to give him Dwayne Wayne yet. Well, I'm man, just, no. I'm just saying, like he's on a TV, a, 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 a relatively popular TV show, to certain people. He's not the lead. But I'm like, okay, but that don't he, mean he was the lead though. And well, man, that's okay. Maybe he was. What was okay, what Darius was, McCrary? There, okay, there. <laughs> There you go. Thank you. Eddie Winslow. Eddie Winslow. You ain't no better. Yeah, you, you Eddie Winslow, bro. You don't, you just Eddie Winslow. Actually, the real Eddie Winslow was a singer too, right? Mm-hmm. He's done something. But you ain't no, I mean, you're not top flight, you know, actor. You're not, you're not the man out here. Stop it. So you orchestrate this situation to up your clout in the game. And that's a problem. You're supposed to 
uh, ascend to the highest, higher levels of celebrity based on your talent. Not for fuck shit, fake situations. Back in the day, you were popular because you were the shit. That's it. You might have had a, a nice team around you, but you had to come with either you had some dope songs or you was exceptional or whatever it is what you did. Not because of sex tapes or, you know, online tweeting, your personality. You wait, have, wait, 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 wait. Mike, are you talking about talent? That's what I said. You would have to have talent. Really? Okay. Yeah, it, it sounds foreign. Now, there was no easy access to be at the top you had to actually work to get there and i think to me this is just an example this is something we can learn from where it's not there's no easy way to get the attention you now he's getting the attention not the attention he wanted for the reasons but he's getting more attention than you could possibly probably imagine and that's what i'm saying you gotta be careful what you ask for but he's getting it for all the wrong reasons. It wasn't worth the risk. You know, what he risked to try and get it, it wasn't worth, now he's, he's almost done, right? Like he's shamed, you know, he, he got on Good Morning America, doubled down on it. You know, if I tell the truth, then this is the truth. And he start crying. Bruh. This is so for everyone going forward, like the younger people and stuff, let this always be an example of this is not the way to do it. Like be uh, thankful for the blessings you have in your life and don't take it for granted. He took his shit way for granted. They say he was making like sixty five to sixty eight thousand dollars an episode. And he did like 18 episodes. I think that puts, puts him at like five, five million dollars this year. And he's saying that's not enough. <laughs> I know cats that don't make $65,000 in a year. And trying to make it out here. This is an actor, singer. He, on, he got an album out. He's doing tours. He on TV. He got five, supposedly making $5 million. But he don't, he takes it all for granted. It ain't enough. His greed got the best of him selfishness he don't care about the community he's like damn these black i'm man i'm i'm gonna get these niggas to want to fight for me what if somebody had saw all this and was like you know what what if it was big sex you know big sexy was at their party and they had maga hats what if one was like you know what man I'm, I'm i'm doing this for i'm already triggered from jesse next next maga hat person i see it's on site let them what if what if somebody was on their liam neeson Right? Mm -hmm. He said, oh, you know, I, I watch Empire or, you know, I half watch it. And, you know, they, they, they beat up Jussie. It was a homophobic attack and it was racial. Man, the next mega hat I see, I want him to say something crazy. I'm going to slap the shit out of him. What if somebody actually did that? And then the mega hat dude who ain't got nothing to do with fell down, hit his head on the ground, and he died. So in the prison. You, you, you're done. And then you, oh, you, damn, I got it triggered by Jussie. And Jussie's like, ha, you know, he, 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 he you know, he's gay Tupac. And he, I fought back, you know, and he just living his life. But you, you know, so, but he don't care about that. He wasn't thinking about that. 
So that's the that's the thing I have about it. Now, you know, I, I wish he didn't have to go through this. I don't wish nobody have to go through this. But the other the last part I'll say is that, you know, and it's interesting how quickly he was caught and they solved that. They're gonna solve that case. <laughs> and people go, Well, man, they have killings going on all the time in Chicago. They're, true. But don't ever forget you a black man in America. Never forget that. Never forget that sometimes shit just ain't fair. They gonna make an example out of your black ass. Somebody else can get well such and such they ain't they ain't went down over you're right. But do you wanna roll that dice and play that game? Because I guarantee you for the most part, if you black and they got you in the wrong and you're a high profile case and you gonna pull the president and all this other stuff into it, you're going down over that. They ain't, they gonna pull all the stops out <laughs> as they did, as they outlined when the police chief whatever had his press conference, they laid it out. Yeah, we had the video surveillance, then we did this, and we went to the Uber thing, and, and private citizens video, stuff. They, they, hey, they, ain't, they going all in. You, you're not gonna have them looking crazy on some viral story, and you don't pull in all the political people that weighed in, and they ain't gonna, they're not gonna find somebody to hang this whole thing on. You're going down. That's a fact. I don't care. It's not. It's not fair. But when you put your put yourself in the, in the scope of fuckery, you're gonna catch it. And especially if you're black, you're done. They ain't. They. I I listen to the little news out here in Seattle, far removed from it. White boys talking about this all day on the news. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Jesse Smollett. Um, yeah, I just don't understand it. <laughs> I know what they talking about. Oh yeah, you rap, you rap, bro. They 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 gonna make you feel it, and you just really playing into the to the hands of the same people you thought you was going against. Cause now they got a battery in their back. Trump, I mean, you got battery. In oh yeah, Jussie Smollett. Uh, you know, you know, all right, he was already tweeting. They already this is all the real MAGA people. They using this as see. So you it's had the opposite effect of what you probably thought was going to happen. You thought you was going to be a, a icon. You thought you was going to be the gay Tupac. That's why you said that. You thought you was going to be like Pac. No. You're like, again, you're more like Ty Bridges. Morton Downey Jr. You know, you, you're on that train. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's just a sad thing, but again, can't let the greed get the best of you. The clout chasing get the best of you. You have to be, you got to respect where you are. Sometimes you got to stay in your lane. Your lane was blessed. There's a lot of folks who would love to have your lifestyle, but it wasn't enough. And you forgot who you really were in this society. And this is the ultimate nigga wake up call. You, you played the homophobic game. You played the racist game. Now, pretty much both of them have to disassociate yourself, themselves from you because of the blowback, right? They're deleting the tweets. They ain't got no further comment. <laughs> and then they even sh- they said, now he ended up arguing uh, disagreements on the set of Empire. Then nobody won't work with you. So it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing. And now they're talking about what I think is excessive. They're talking about 10 to 12 years just off of the, the letter alone. <laughs> Because then it gets into the federal offense, mail fraud, 
And don't let them try and say you was doing some fake terroristic threats against yourself. Magic word. Yeah, but magic word, man. Oh yeah. When you mess around with their game, they. But it's not fair, man. Hey, man, you can you gonna be arguing all that behind bars, bro? Cause they they not gonna lose. And that's why what happened? They when they brought them Nigerian dudes and they sitting there in customs waiting for them to come back in the country. I bet you they already had it all. When they brought them in the police station, they probably had it all laid out. So, listen. Or Ola. <laughs> and, and what the other, dude, other dude's name? Listen. Jamal. Uh, these questions we're going to ask you, we already know the answers to. Uh, here's the video of you at the store. By, here's a, so which way do you want to go? I'll let you talk to your lawyer and figure out which way you want. You know, because somebody going down for this shit. <laughs> You can either be on the right side of it or the wrong side, but it's over. So, what you want to do? Say, the, the nigga, the, <laughs> the nigga tricked us. <laughs> they ain't going on. They ain't going down. I guarantee. Nigerian cats ain't. They ain't taking no L for you. Stop it. They not. That ain't gonna happen. You best believe. It. I don't even understand why he even went that route because them cats I, i'm speaking stereotypically them cats be about day paper uh there's a what's that movie i talked about a couple weeks ago nigerian prince go watch that movie some of them cats know how to run a lick <laughs> and get paper they ain't gonna take the fall from stop so i don't you know now i guess though and I, i'm going along and i'm about to finish i'm trying to think what could be jesse's out now he's Still claiming he's innocent. He may try and say that he had nothing to do with this and they were trying to set him up. No. I, no. I, and I'm just saying, I don't know what else he could, because he's not saying he did it. So I'm mean, just thinking like, unless they got him on tape talking to them, saying this, he could still say they're trying to set me up. They bought the stuff, not me. They say they got a check from him. But then you would, I guess his attorneys could question, why would you write a check, you know, knowing that that's a paper trail to yourself? I'm just trying to think, I don't know how else they could try and play this out. Like, if he's trying to say he had nothing to do with it, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, I just, I don't know. Because to me, at this point, I think the best thing for him to do is just to take the ale, fall on the sword. Just, you know, I, yes, I did it. You know, blame it on your drug thing. Do another TV interview and just say, I made a mis- I made the worst mistake I you know, betrayed the trust of the American public. Like, you know, I'm going to go therapy. You know, I, I'm going to take responsibility. And then maybe in five or six years, he can come back. But you just take, just take the L. You, you, you just have to apologize and cry more and bring your, make sure your family's sitting behind you or whatever. It, you know, his sister is a famous actress too, right? All yeah. of his family are. Yeah. Oh, his family. siblings, okay. yeah, his siblings are really accomplished actors okay. and producers and so forth, yeah. So maybe if you can get them to stand behind you, take the L. But anyway, I want to open it up to the fellas. I went really long. Uh, Quentin, man, what's your thoughts on this thing? No, I'll go for sure. Well, shit, where do we begin? Well, first off, did he find a script somewhere to put this elaborate hoax together? I mean, did he get a copy of one of the Lee Daniels scripts? The sheer absurdity behind all of the details of this caper i can't think of another word to use uh just speaks to mm, short-sightedness selfishness and if you ask me 
he's kind of pulling his Jan Brady. You know, he's <laughs> like the middle child. He's not getting enough clout. He's not getting enough this. So I'm going to make a big fiasco, throw a tantrum. Then they'll see me. He could even, you could even say Carrie from, uh, well, I forget the name of those films, but the, from Carrie, from the Carrie films. Um, it's bullshit. He crapped on both the African-American community as well as the LGBT, HIJK, LMNOP community. Hysteric. They're coming for you. Go ahead. Uh, I just hope not. Uh, <laughs> he, oh. was a man of, he was a man of privilege, and he allowed his privilege to get the best of him. And now he has to pay the price. It's a shame. But one thing that is a benefit, he gets to show everyone that if you do fuck up like this, you will be found out especially when you pull the highest ranking seat in our country into the mix. Yeah. Good luck to him. Yeah, that that's the part I don't understand. Like even it would have just kept it kept the I don't know, maybe just kept the maga part. I don't know, just ah, well, they're an easy target. too much attention to yourself for just you trying to do a little lick or you know a little run a little scam but you trying to you you went too ambitious with it man like what are you doing like ah, i don't know I, i'm trying to get into the to the mindset of of a fool but i can't do it you know most people can't understand they just can't believe it like but why would he do it it doesn't make no you know there's a lot of people that was capable for him like it doesn't make any sense why and you're right it don't because normal people wouldn't do no shit like this like you just don't like if you was at your job and he's like oh man Let's do a fake uh, discrimination case, man. Let's you know, let's get this bag. You know, yo, yo, aunt, man. Let's let's get this bag off of EA. I'm sorry, I'm putting you on your legs. I'm saying, like, yo, don't do that. Mess that up. That was Michael Dean. I'm hypothetically speaking. I was like, yo, man, I I I'll walk in there. You invite me to lunch or something, and then you know, say we got uh, somebody sent the email and it said you dumb nigger. And, and you know, I saw it come through, and blah blah blah. I mean, we we went to your boss's email and sent it through, and blah blah. blah. Not realizing there's cameras in there, and blah blah. I mean, it was just, and you know, you know what we should put in the email? We should say like, EA uh, anthem is against is, is against blacks or gay. You know, just, just yeah, dumb. Uh, yeah, really? that's yeah, another yeah, easy target. Yeah, Anthem's an easy shit. target too. <laughs> just some dumb, crazy like you're going too far. Like, yo, Mike, that's a little too much, homie. Why don't we just do a simple little, you know, thing? Nah, man, I'm telling you, man, we got to get, you know what? Let's break into the, we'll tweet it from their account and say, Aunt Pooh or Aunt Anthony, da 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 da, who works for us is just a dumb nigger. And, and tweet that out, man, we can get this bag. <laughs> She's like, huh? I'm saying, huh? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, I, I won't be sharing this with the coworkers. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, ladies. I'm drinking uh, lime Rita, so blame, we'll blame it on the alcohol. Anyway, Ampoo, what are your thoughts on this thing? I, I have a couple of things. Uh, please forgive me for going all over the place. Uh, one of the things I want to speak on is, um, you know, there there are some out there that are minimizing, in my opinion, how this affects. People, the black community, the LGBTQ community, victims in general. He cried wolf. And he cried wolf playing with some really hot fucking fire. And I'm not talking about a mixtape either. 
I'm talking about you got the MAGA, which is divided as country. You got homophobia and uh, gay bashing and assault on LGBTQ members, which is divided in this country. You got racist attack, a hate crime, which let's be honest, we saw last year how many permit patties and library Lindas and all of them that were calling, that were falsely accusing black people of things and calling the police on them. And now we got the the opposite happening with a black man falsely accusing not only white people, but a specific set of white people, MAGA supporters, Trump voters, Trump supporters of committing a hate crime. That part's out there. You, you, we, Colin Kaepernick and people are like, how are you bringing it to Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick essentially is exiled from the NFL, even though he just got a bag um, for doing a pro doing a protest during the NFL games, talking about the mistreatment of black people in this country and specifically with uh, police misconduct. And so you have all of those elements on there. And I bring all those up because you do have a certain segment of this population that is telling all those people that are protesting, that are saying, believe us, that are saying this is going on, sit down, shut up, you're you're blowing this out of proportion, it's not out there, and this isn't happening, and it's, it's only a small percentage. And you had this guy who just cried wolf that's now it's like, I mean, for, Donald Trump tweeted, when are you going to apologize to those MAGA supporters? Now, as much as most of us do not like Donald Trump and think he's full of shit and he's fucking up this country, I think we all agree. It's like, damn, yeah, that, that, that motherfucker right. God damn it, Jesse. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you're like, yeah, you, you did. Like, fuck. You know, and we, we just had Charlottesville, which, which was, mm-hmm. we all admit, were legit white supremacists. And then this dude saw an easy target. He gonna get the liberal mainstream media on his side and push that narrative out there. Now you got all the people that were saying, well, they weren't racist saying, see, yeah, you guys are making this story up. So the people that are saying that it's not gonna affect it, I'm like, no, you're wrong. Because moving forward, I guarantee any claims of a hate crime, whether it be racist or homophobic, is going to be scrutinized. And don't let it be a celebrity. Terry Crews, you glad that shit happened Terry two Crews. years ago? Because they show sure would be like, nah, this big nigga is uh, crying wolf, just like Jussie. Am I right? Because they're probably, first of all, people are already going, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. People are already going at him saying, how you that big and let that happen? Can you imagine moving forward? What's going to happen? So that's why I said, no, you cannot dismiss the impact of how it will affect victims of hate crimes, of sexual assault, of homophobic crimes, because that's just how it's going to do it. Another thing, it got me personally. I was listening to the Mo Kelly show, and he was telling me, you know, Mo's almost 50. Good brother. Love you, dude. Um, and he was telling me the number of times he's been the victim of of racial animus, you know, somebody call him a nigger, whatever. And it just got to me that, yeah, I remember, I hadn't thought about this in decades. Damn, I feel old saying that shit. I haven't thought about this in decades. I was in the fifth or sixth grade, I cannot remember. I just remember I was going to Queen Anne Elementary School and I know I had to go get my braces. Yes, I had braces, Um, worked on that day. And I would catch the bus, 
go to the Orthodontist, then go to Wilshire. No, no, I'm sorry. Olympic in Vermont and then catch the bus to school and go on to school late. So, you know, my dumb ass, I decide, well, I got so much time. I'm going to go to the daughter shop. I go there. Almost every day, I would play the arcade game, get me a donut with my mother as we would either go on to school or go home. This time, I walked up in there, and I'm buying a donut, and I hear somebody, you nigger, what the F are you doing in here? Get the, and I'm looking around like, yeah, I'm looking around like, what the hell is all that? Because I had, again, 10, 11, I had no concept of all this stuff. And I turn around, and there's this bummy-ass, dirty white old white man threatening to kill me if I don't get the hell up out of this donut shop calling me a nigga I look over at the Korean store owner we can get into that later and she just kind of had this look like I feel sorry for your mother (laughs) yes 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 (laughs) so I ran up out of there and it just and I bring that up because it just makes me think like like this shit really does occur and now moving forward, when shit like this happened to potentially a 10 or 11 year old, this, this is aberration, people are going to scrutinize it. And it's, and that's that's just not fair. And further, I'm going to end on a, a funny note. <laughs> we've had Law and Order. We've had The Sopranos. We've had The Wire. I'm going to paraphrase Stringer Bell. Jesse. Nigga, is you writing a paper trail for a criminal's fucking conspiracy? What nigga does that dumb shit? <laughs> That's just dumb. I mean, I'm not saying I'm the biggest drug dealer in the world. I know how the game works. But I know damn hell you don't leave a fucking paper trail. Dumb nigga. Mm. All right. Uh, big Sexy, man. Give us your perspective on this situation. Well, yeah, I think everybody's wrapped it up pretty succinctly. The thing is, you know, I'm almost thinking about another scene from The Wire myself <clears throat> in, the, in the last, I think it was, no, the third season, where Slim Charles said, look, we fight on that line. And people were so fired up about this thing. And then it turned out to be a lie. A lot of people are still out there saying it's a setup. You know, this is all, it was a stage. He really is a victim and blah, blah, blah. And that's a problem right there. Uh, the fact that the word attempted terrorist actions are being thrown around because of the envelope with the white powder, this just got real serious now. Okay, because his freedom could be gone. Now, had that not happened, and just off the stage beating itself, he maybe, maybe could have beaten any time by playing the whole... Well, you know, I was strung out. I've been using all that. I need therapy. He could, he maybe we could have walked off that one, but he will not, or he hasn't backed off this stuff yet. He went out, did what he did, and then doubled down on it. Goes to the little gay club in L.A. I'm the gay Tupac, really. So you want to bring that segment in as well, and that segment will come for you. Let's not get it twisted. You don't. Throw names like that around like that, you know, and I'm not to say that or imply that Tupac was homophobic or anything like that. Tupac was a very talented, dedicated political cat. And these things, Jesse isn't any of them. And to try to put yourself next to that lineage and then be bullshit on top of it, 
No, man. Uh-uh. No. That'll get you uh, touched up. So, at the end of the day, he needs to go to jail. He has inconvenienced a lot of people. He's put a lot of people at risk with a clearly greedy act. You make 65 large an episode for playing a character on TV, and you have a problem with that because why? You know, you are... What's my man's name off uh, Winslow? Off the... You, you are Eddie Winslow. You are Eddie Winslow, man. Take that check and shut up. You know, you got an album out. You, you're making a little noise. You're building up your little clientele and resume. Shut up. So it didn't happen fast enough for you. You go ahead and do this and pay these cats by check. And you paid them on the cheap tip. Dude, you deserve to get caught. I have no sympathy for you. And when this all shakes out, you need jail time. So let's see what happens. One thing, uh, I, hopefully Mike can agree with this. One thing, it just shows me his entire lack of game. People are speculating that he was dissatisfied with his contract, uh, probably trying to raise his profile. And it's like, to me, I look at it as like you're taking the easy way out instead of having doing the hard work. And, okay, you're not making the money you want on Empire? Well, do go start your own production company. Go get with your family. Maybe start right, get some scripts together and put your own stuff out. There's all kind of avenues now in 2019 for you to get your money up. There's a you, Mike, help me out. There's a that that kid, what six year old, eight nine year old, who's making 16 million off of YouTube. Oh yeah, he's yeah, on, yeah, yeah. he's on an unboxer. What's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of it, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That kid, that kid was nobody. I'm well, you know, I don't know his entire background, so I'm not going to. I can't speculate on that, but I'm going to assume he was nobody. Just his mom, his dad, and they can't put a camera in front of him, and he's making sixteen million dollars a year. You came from us. You come from a celebrity family. You're on a hit TV show, and instead of going out there and doing the fucking work, you decide let me take the easy way out and and boost my myself with some bullshit ass. Um, I got a tax scheme. So I, that's why another reason why I'm saying fuck that dude, because you have the means, the access, the connection, the network to do better. And you said, let me take the easy way out. Let me let me get some more money from. Uh, <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> from that. So, from tell it, preacher. Nah. nah. <laughs> no, no. A, pro- a part of him probably didn't want to go to his family out of embarrassment. He's like, well, you know what? I can do better than this and I can do better than you. And I don't need your help. In fact, I have the entire country help me. Right. And you, you know, see how that blew up in his face. Yeah, I'm th- Anthony mentioned um, the young guy on YouTube. It made me immediately think of people doing it themselves on YouTube. Uh, Issa Rae was an awkward black girl, her show. Yeah. yeah. She went out there and did that herself. And look at her now. Tyler Perry, people laughed at his plays back in the day. Look where he is now. You know, they have, you know, something in common. They did the work. You know, and Jesse's not about that. You know, he's one of these entitled weenies. And I want this, but I'm not prepared to work for it. Man, get out of here with that. He's done. Even if he does cry and play the role and goes on like an Oprah special and cries and all that, he'll blame somebody because he won't just eat eat the blame on this. But he'll cry and all that. And maybe in five years, someone will give him a shot. I hope not. There it is. I said it. 
I'm with you on that. I hope not either. Mm-hmm. You know, only, only way. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say only way. I only way I'll, I'll take him back in is you know he cure cancer or <laughs> do something benefit get get us reparation black people reparations something for the culture. But right now I'm like nah I don't want to see you have success after this shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, I, he wasn't even on my radar. I mean, I knew who he was because I used to watch Empire when it first popped off. Everyone was kind of watching it at first, but that shit died off long time. So I never was paying no attention to him. I think the last time I actually noticed him, he was in the, I could have sworn he was in the last Aliens movie. He was. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, good look for him. But, you know, was not, I didn't think nothing about it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in 10 years he be like he he'll come back like a Robert Downey Jr. or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it'd be enough time most people forgot about it. And they just knew that he was troubled. And then maybe he'll get some role later on in life and he ends up having a career. You know, that's what I said look to me like Robert Downey Jr. He used to be in a lot of shit. He was in trouble for a while, right? He was kinda on the outs from the industry a little bit. Marvel took a chance for him, said, hey, go on, put him in this movie. Shit, who knows what's gonna do. Of course, now he's a man. You know, we forgot all about all of the fuck shit he had. But we'll see. You know, a lot of it's a little different sometimes when it's a black black person than it is anybody else. I mean, look at uh, Charlie Sheen, right? I mean, this dude. Oh my god! You yeah. could literally probably say he was knowingly having sex with women. He got AIDS and possibly transferred. I mean, I don't know if they consider that attempted murder or what. But he's he was on the cover of something recently, like GQ or Maxim. something. Maxim. Maxim. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he, you know, he got a pass and keep, keeping it moving. So I don't know. We'll see. You know, I just think I just to me, my whole thing about it is just for everybody out there to take this as a lesson, like slow down on the clout chasing, you know, have some boundaries about yourself. Be uh, appreciative of, of the things that you have in your life. And don't you know, he had his eye. He thought he was supposed to be somewhere else. And he was going to get there by any means necessary, even if he had to shit over everybody else to do it. This is not the way to, to operate, you know, the, the gay Tupac. You know, Tupac was shooting at cops and getting, over, and getting away with it. <laughs> you know, he was, he was, Tupac was having cases and not trying to shift blame per se. And he just took the cases and did the time. You know, he went in and he would do his time. So unless that's what Jesse's talking about, he's going to start doing and just go on and do the time and then come out and get busy. And then when it's stuff popping off, he, you know, he ready to pop off at uh, authority figures and what, then maybe I can give it to him. But for right now, you're not the gay Tupac. You're not the gay Rosa Parks. You just a gay fuck boy. That's it. You know, and you being gay ain't really got nothing to do. I don't. So what? You know, that ain't, that's nothing. What do you do? You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I just hope he uh, he learned his lesson, man. And you know, uh, I hate to see anybody get locked up. But you know, if you do dumb shit, you gonna have to pay the crime. You have to pay the bro- you know, pay the pay the do the crime, do the time. You know what I'm saying? And if I can add one last thing sure. to that, Mike, out of that list of things you mentioned, integrity. Have some there damn integrity, no matter what you do. There you go, Steve Harvey. And, <laughs> hey. Oh Lord. No, I can't. Hey, Steve, doing his thing. I ain't, I ain't shitting on Steve. But no, you're right, man. Integrity is everything, man. Uh, yeah, and it's like I said, this is a learning. This is a learning opportunity to me for a lot of young people. Don't. There's no shortcuts. Everybody can't have a sex tape. Everybody can't have a hoax situation. 
be talented, do your shit. All right. Let's get off of Todd for a while. Oh, he got a lot of shit. <laughs> He's got a lot of shit to deal with. <clears throat> we have time to think about it too. Yeah. Yeah, he does. That's that's right. Um, all right. That was in Chicago, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, don't people in Chicago walk around with MAGA hats all the time at 2 a.m., right? <laughs> Chicago's <laughs> jumping better than the legal world. Yeah, very, it is very disrespectful huh? to Chicago, actually. Absolutely. You know, very disrespectful. Uh, speaking of, uh, just a tangent on just a second, um, because I see pictures of Jussie with this organization. Uh, Time's Up, you know, the whole Time's Up thing, which was, uh, I believe, that started by the Hollywood industry, sort of created this organization. Uh, and it was really when the, the Me Too thing was really popping off, was it like last year? And a lot of celebrities started saying, hey, we'll we come up with this organization called Time's Up, where we can start holding accountable, you know, and, and propping up and supporting, you know, people coming forward with these sexual, you know, abuse claims and things of that nature. I had no idea knowing, but uh, the, the lady, uh, Lisa Borders, I didn't know she was an African-American lady. I didn't even know who the person was to begin with but it was a it was a black woman who was the uh was the ceo the president she was the ceo of time's up like it's a corporation apparently and a few weeks ago or last week they announced that she was uh stepping down i think this was right after the jesse thing started coming to a head they announced that she was stepping down as the ceo of time's up and it just said she was going to address some family concerns that may require singular focus so okay well, the Los Angeles Times didn't drop the story. Well, the reason why she stepped down is apparently her son uh, has some sexual, inappropriate sexual allegations on him. And, uh, you know, it's the same type of little thing, you know, dude kind of violating some, some lady he knew, you know, pulling out his junk and all this kind of, you know, just... Wow, I I never understand the whole mindset of how cats get down like that. It just seems wild to me. But you know, it's the same sort of stuff we heard these other people. You know, they got to pull their stuff out and trying to force chicks to do this and that, and that's just ridiculous. But uh, she had to step down for that. But I'm actually kind of confused, and I'm and I may be wrong. But wouldn't you have the same again? I always go back to this concept. Wouldn't you have the same energy and you know the same attention um to, to you know to to stand up like if it was a victim that came out and said yo this happened to me time's up you know we holding you down wouldn't you you have that same for the young lady who went against her son like wouldn't it it's not it's not time's up it's only time's up when it ain't my family you know then i'm oh, let me step down now i could see some people somebody might say well it's a conflict of interest that, yeah okay but I mean, the whole point, if you was a police officer and you wouldn't arrest your son, if you know he was the one that did the, oh, he just did it, he just robbed the bank. You standing right next to him, go ahead and bring him in. Nah, let me go ahead and quit. Well, wasn't that just in a movie with, uh, oh, jeez. We just talked about that. Hmm. The movie with um, John Cho. Show. Remember? Searching. Oh, searching? Searching. The same thing happened. That cop there didn't give him up. Huh? The cop there, oh, Deborah Messing, her son did all the dirt, 
and she got on the case and uh, tried okay. to cover that up. I forgot she was a police officer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, like if you you're the head of the organization that's you know this whole thing is, and now all of that venom you would have for other now it now that you know the mirror turns it's, it's on you now, it's on your family. I would think she would be like, you know what? This is a teachable moment. And you know what? The same way I support the, the victim, I got to do the same thing, even if it's my own child. If he's wrong, it's wrong. But apparently that ain't how it works. Time's up. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I found that that was very ironic. Like I said, eh, okay. I don't know. What do you guys think about this situation? Uh, Aunt Pooh. Uh, I don't think I'm the right person to talk about this. As I, <laughs> I didn't see anything wrong with it. I'm like, I when you when you shared the story, I was like, okay, well maybe she's stepping down because she can't. Um, she, maybe she doesn't want to compromise going after her son, so she's letting someone else take the reins and do it. That that that's how I wanted to give her the sister the benefit of the doubt. So I mean, I like okay. to, I like to know more information I, on that. Cause, I I can feel that, and let me. Uh, let me read a little bit. Selena Gill Gillard told the Times that Border's son, well, this is interesting. He's a photographer, a podcast host, <laughs> and life coach. Named, oh, right there, you lost me. <laughs> named Gary Dijon. Dijon, like mustard. Uh, yeah, Dijon. <laughs> you no, know, you know, it's, a, it's kind of hey, Dijon. You know, but anyway. <laughs> no. Would you like some Dijon with that? <laughs> Gary Dijon. Bowden Jr. offered her a quote-unquote healing session. Uh, she said she was surprised and felt violated when she alleged he touched her genitals, kissed her neck, and brushed his erect but clothed penis against her body during the session. Let me tell you, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> a healing session. Nigga, stop it. <laughs> Sexual healing. <laughs> stop it. That's like it's all like, yeah, let me just give you a massage. Yeah, stop that. I'm offended they put podcast hosting. <laughs> D John, stop it. But I, I hope I'm never in that situation. But if I was, I, I look at her and and maybe I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. She doesn't deserve it. But I'm thinking like, how hard would it be for you? extremely hard to go after your own son but at the same point you cannot sit at the top of that organization and y'all not going after his own son after her own son right, who's doing right. this so I, I mean unless I, I find out more information I'm not mad at her stepping down because it's like yo I can't sit up here if I'm not going to have that same energy for my son and, and I can understand it but then to me it's like well then you shouldn't be going after nobody then Cause if you, you know, can't, if you can't go after, if you can only have that venom when it don't personally matter to you, then it's not real to me. It's like, well, then you ain't really about this stuff. You know, you only about it when it's somebody else. And the thing is, she's at the top of the pole here, so it's almost like she's commissioner of the police. If the commissioner's son or daughter does something stupid, the commissioner doesn't step down. He recuses himself from that case. There you go. She could have done that. Yeah, mm, she could have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I just, I, yeah, I don't know. It just looked kind of weird. Like, and it, it, I guess it might have been different if they came out and said that off the top and gotten, and it was like, you know what? She's stepping down because this is why, not just, oh, it was a family situation. Don't be exposed mm, by somebody point. else 
after the fact I'm like ah see and then then it's like once again ah see if you just be honest up front then it, i could i'd be like okay i she's saying she can't do it. she ain't built for it i okay i, I respect that but to, to kind of like sneak your way out of it like oh oh yeah you just got some family shit going on you know <laughs> ain't nothing ain't nothing ain't nothing and then come to find out like huh i thought it was time's up but, I don't know, man. To me, it's just it's shaky. And like I said, they got picture. There's a picture of uh, Camilla, Jussie. They got the time shirt, t-shirts on, and fists in the air. You know, er- everybody's always gun hole. But when it's time to t- when the smoke comes home, and eh, then they be like, ah, we'll see. What happened was, uh, you, you if you're gonna start a movement. Then be about the movement. It don't matter where. It's not supposed to matter. You know, truth is supposed to be the truth. Like, we're going to hold people accountable. Then we'll, if, if that comes on us, then we got to hold ourselves accountable. You know, but we can't have two sets of. Two, there's when it's when y'all, and then there's when it's with me. <laughs> That's not like the parents, and they be like, now nah, I, I told you, but dad, you do. Boy, I do what I do. You don't do it, grown folks. I mean, you can do that when you're dealing with kids, I guess. But and the thing is, Dijon knew what his mom was into, knew what she was about. Yeah. And yet he still did this. No, she didn't need to protect him. He he chose this. You know, he's you know running around, you know, rubbing his wang on people. No, he needs to get got. Now again, she didn't need to do it personally. She could recuse it and said, you know what, I'm embarrassed by this, but the process has to play out. You know, we'll see what happens. And I'm curious too, and this might have been something she could not have done, because normally they just support the victim, period. Right? They they riding with the victim on these things. They're not they're not dealing with what Weinstein said or what his opinion was. It's time's up, right? We're giving a voice to the victim. So that to me it's like she not able under her watch, she just wasn't going to ride with the victim if it was against her son. <laughs> like, damn what this organization stands for. I can't do it. That's my baby. <laughs> Your baby's foul, lady. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> but they don't deal with, but that's the thing. The, the time's up from what I understand. They don't deal with the allegedly and all. We giving a voice to the victim, regardless, off the rip. So, I was just, so you're not even dealing with the other side. I don't even want to hear the other side. So it's not really, they're not dealing with it from a place of, they don't even want to comprehend it. The person who's the victim might be lying. Like it's, We're supporting the victim. So I guess she just couldn't just support the victim when, it, again, when it was her own family. Damn that. <laughs> nah, <laughs> she might be lying. <laughs> That's my son. So I don't know, but uh, Quentin, man, take us home on this. <laughs> oh, I wish I could. I mean, it sounds like you guys have touched probably poor choice of words uh <laughs> touched on every uh every aspect of this again she could have like big big sexy said excused herself from the case the com- police commissioner does not step down it's like saying um let me ask this let me ask this um this is a bit uh, abstract but let's say she's a surgeon and it's her son would she not perform the surgery on her son no, if, her, if she's the specialist on this particular act, you know, this particular, she needs to perform. She needs to perform the surgery. So I, I just think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. It's a cop out. She was probably covering for him. 
I'm sure he was thinking that he would get away with it because of his closeness to the Time's Up movement and felt untouchable. Mm. And again, what's done in the dark is always brought to the light. Always. Cover up is always worse than a crime. There you go. All right. Let's 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 shift gears. You know, some heavy, heavy stuff here for a while. Let's change it up and let's do some some other entertainment, not the fuckery entertainment, but um there's a new show. I have not seen this show. I know I think Ann Poo has watched it. Uh Umbrella Academy. It's on Netflix. Uh is this worth watching? I would say yes. Okay. Absolutely. Only if you're not familiar or close to the subject material, meaning the comic book or the uh, graphic novel. I have not read the book. I know it's a Dark Horse book. came out originally in, I think, 2007 or eight. And, again, Dark Horse has a reputation of putting out quality stuff. So I'd be curious to take a look at it. Yeah, I, I've, I've only heard of the comic. I never read it before. What is the general premise of this this thing? It's crazy as fuck. So apparently, uh, was it seventy-two women? I mean, it was a, it was a number of women that one day forty-two that gave birth to children, and who were none of them were pregnant when the day started. Wow! And so this weird guy, I guess, is going to be our Professor X. I mean, there's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. to uh, the X Men and mutants within it. He goes and buys seven of the of those kids. And so they grow up, they they all have powers, and he, he raises them to fight crime because they're going to be the protectors of the world. You say and he bought the kids? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he went to the mothers, was like, yo, let uh, me have them. And like, he paid them off and took the kids. Because some of them were like teenagers. There was, I don't want to, damn, I don't want to spoil the, the one of the births, which is weird as hell. Um, you'll never look at a pool the same way again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, he's a, a an eccentric billionaire philanthropist, okay. and he ran around and purchased these children from their mothers. Mm. And there's a twist as to his origin and all that, and I won't get into it. You guys can watch it for yourself. But it's it's an anti-X-Men. Not necessarily the new mutants, yes. but it's got a darkness to it. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that occur. Mary J. Blige is in there. Her her uh, her acting is decent. It's just her her voice just trips me out. There's a there's a love story in her. The action is dope as fuck. They got one character five who's a teleporter. Woo! He was a badass in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And He's the similar to is, Nightcrawler. Okay. Not as not as good in my opinion, but it's similar. Yeah. <laughs> where where does this uh, show fall? I mean, I know it's a different has nothing to do with it, but in terms of the Marvel. Netflix shows, how, how would it stack up against those? Well, for me, I only like Daredevil seasons one and three, both Luke Cage's, Jessica Jones season one. So it'd be, because uh, they had thir- 12 of those seasons, so it'd be at least six. It's, it's just, To me, it's just as good. There's only 10 episodes, and they got some weird, it's some weird shit that goes on. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm going to check it out. I, I might watch it this weekend or at least try to watch it. A little bit of that. <clears throat> um, there's something else going on with Netflix, Ant, that I know you were talking about with Hulk Hogan. What was that? Oh, <laughs> God. 
There's a there's a famous meme of Tyra Banks where she's just going off like, "We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you." Oh my God! Netflix announced that they're in the process of finalizing a deal to bring a biopic of Terry Bollea, that racist motherfucker, film to Netflix. And I'm just kind of pissed as fuck off. Who is Terry Bollea? What did you say? That's Hulk Hogan's real name. I don't oh, okay. recognize him as Hulk Hogan. No, Terry Bollea. You you destroyed that. Terry Bollea. I don't know how you got that Creole <laughs> name, knowing he's from Tampa. <laughs> it was right next door. I mean, <laughs> now explain to to us the listeners why why is it a problem that they have a a Hulk Hogan movie? Well, one um, back in two thousand two thousand fourteen or sixteen, I can't remember. It was there was a tape that that was made available through Gawker where it was a sex tape with his man's Bubba the Love Sponge's wife after he smashed. I, I like again I. I you guys know I'm not a virgin. I've yet to have the orgasm that turned me into a racist. After after he didn't Wow. Did, <laughs> I'm just saying. She must have laid it on him. Wow. <laughs> after he didn't after he didn't uh, did the do, all of a sudden he's talking about his daughter dating this black man and how he mm. she don't like how she's kind of acting funny style. And he's like, I'm not I'm not racist. Well, I'm racist to a point fucking niggers. I mean, I, it wouldn't be so bad if she was dating one of those hundred million dollar basketball playing niggers, but nah, it's this dude. I guess we're all a little racist. Fucking niggers. So, wow. yeah, that's what he said. I, I can find the clip. I'm paraphrasing, but essentially he said most of that. And uh, the WWE, they cut ties with him. They're like, yeah, we're not fucking with you. He, he went on this crying spree. I'm not racist. I, I was just in a dark place. I'm like, again, I've never been in a dark place where I just randomly go racist. But okay. And, uh, you know, now he's back with the WWE. They're, they're using him for nostalgia. And somebody decided, let's do a, a biopic on him. And Netflix is saying, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put that on Netflix. And with... Pisses me off a little bit, well, not a little bit, a lot of bit, is that Netflix has this initiative they're doing called Strong Black Lead. They've had some really good black featured TV shows and films. You know, what was it? Mudbound, She's Gotta Have It, Dear White People, um, a number of black led TV shows. And then they turn around and say, well, shit, we got to get the bag. So Hulk Hogan, yeah, we'll do this, this this movie as well. And I'm just looking at Netflix side-eye as fuck. Like, really? You're really going to do this shit? But how like, much of a bag are they going to get? Because if Hogan is doing this I mean, or is involved with this, WWE is not involved with it because it would be on their network if, if they were. So how much footage can they use? None. Well, so that's going to be a movie. Not a not a documentary. Still, so. okay, even better. That means I can't use any of the stuff, any of the logos, symbols, any of that, and it's gonna look pretty much half-assed because I saw a clip of the Netflix original Motley Crue biopic, and that looks like garbage. I mean, these are some cheap, low-rent fucking movies here. If the uh, Hulk, I, 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 I wouldn't say that. Uh, what it, the Motley Crue one? Did you no, see? I'm it? saying Netflix generally pays top dollar. So they, they do for these movies. But on, that's why I'm so surprised at the quality of these biopics. You know, because this Motley Crue one just isn't even close. This is not even close. I'm like, and you guys have money? What? I don't. I don't know if they couldn't get clearances or, you know, permission from the right people. But 
it looks like crap. And if they I, go down that vein, they're in trouble. I think they probably will go to the WWE and the WWE probably looking again. This is one of our most iconic wrestlers that they'll probably work with them, at least to give them clearance on some footage and at the, the bare minimum, the uh, licensing of the music. But the other part of it is, is who did they get to play Hulk Hogan? Thor. Fucking Thor. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> hey, man. And he's kind of taking some backlash from that. And Chris Evans, because he, he retweeted about Chris Hemsworth going to be Thor. He's like, this is the greatest news ever. And somebody retweeted back to him. It's like, really? A racist getting a film is great news to you? <laughs> and he had said nothing to that, but it's like, yeah, you know, this dude is very problematic. And people are wondering why Chris, Chris Hemsworth is doing this film. And, and I had to remind people, Chris Hemsworth is Australian. They down with that racist fuckery down here. So he ain't looking at it like that. Well, let me let me ask you, I, again, I'm an outsider to this, this, this thing. I know who Hulk Hogan is. Very, very popular brother. He was popular. <laughs> You know, brother. You know, I, I I know enough about you know just what I've seen, but uh, now the movie. Do we? How do we know that the movie does not paint him as a racist? Maybe it is like an honest, true look at this guy, <laughs> and shows that you know. No way. You don't All think, you don't think that the the movie. You, excuse me. You don't think the movie will show the the whole sex tape thing and and all that. The only thing that might be a footnote. It'll, exactly. It'll show a sex tape. But I don't think it'll go much past that. All due respect, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, you poor soul. I, I'm just what I said. I'm an outsider, man. <laughs> He's playing first, devil's advocate. So. First of all, Hulk Hogan is still alive. Right. And for the most part, most biopics, they want to work with the individual. So Hulk Hogan has already been named as a consultant on the film. Mm-hmm. And even more so... Um, Eric Bischoff, that name Uh-oh. means absolutely mm-hmm. nothing to you, but Eric Bischoff is one of Hulk Hogan's closest friends. He is an executive producer on the film. So uh, that right there tells me, yeah, they ain't getting into no negative no. shit. Puffins. And which is another reason why I'm like, Netflix, fuck y'all. Y'all, y'all making me consider clicking that cancellation. On those, so that's what I was going to ask you next. That's what I'm asking. Um, they ah shit, you made me lose my train of thought on that. <laughs> oh, they've already put out that they're not getting to the tape and the Gawker trial and all of oh, okay. that stuff. They already said they're not. Let me, I was like, okay, so knowing how you just laid it out, what you're dealing with, are you going to cancel Netflix? Uh, I'm, you I'm, already finished the Umbrella Academy, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm like I'm like Smokey with that crack okay. pipe in New Jack City, so. like. So no. <laughs> and they and you know what they already know the answer to your question that's why yeah. they don't give a fuck uh, that's why they don't uh, push forward that's, with this that's what's making me mad like, they know dude. nah y'all niggas ain't going nowhere so they like <sighs> it's gonna be in the news for whatever keep it uh, moving they ain't canceling their subscription they ain't yeah. there's a lot of uh, talk niggas love to talk <laughs> <laughs> But I'm so mad. I'm like, damn Netflix, really? Hey. Oh man. I'm I'm hoping we can start a grassroots effort to make them embarrassed and they say no to this shit. They don't do. They dealing with money. They ain't dealing with embarrassment. They, they but that's but this is not gonna bring them money though. That's the. It ain't gonna lose them money. People either. are gonna watch it out of curiosity, yeah. out of <sighs> just to see if they even touch that topic. 
So yeah. And it's Chris, Chris Hemsworth, money. the big star. They got Thor, nigga. Like, <laughs> those people gonna watch that just on GP. Oh man. All the wrestling fans gonna watch it. Why never? We're gonna watch it, Anthony. Yeah, you gonna I'm watch not, it? No, no. I'm you, not. I don't. At the end no. of the day, you gonna keep giving them their money. That's what's the most important aspect. They don't care if you watch it or not, as long as you keep your subscription going, which you That's probably not. will. So it doesn't really matter. Mike, to Mike, Mike, Mike. I thought we was boy. Why you doing me? Like that? <laughs> I was giving it one thousand. But I mean, hey, I, like I said, I'm an outsider. I, you know, I, I do remember when that tape came out and all. And here, here's my take on this. And some, you know, somebody might say I'm caping or whatever. You know, that's a conversation he had. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it was somebody was taping him in a private moment with the young lady. No, it wasn't a young lady. No. Well, whoever it was, it was a woman. <laughs> and it's not for public consumption. And he's saying what he says behind in his own private business that was broadcasted and put on blast, you know. So I don't really I can't go too hard on what people say like outside of you know he didn't say it in public he ain't stupid enough to say it in public even though that may be how he really feels that's how that man really feels i don't agree with it but i also look at it as a dad and you know fathers we're gonna say what we're gonna say when it comes just like that lady stepped off of that time's up thing you know she was like damn that all that this my family damn that and i guess he was probably on that same listen I, I ain't gonna have it with no black. When he say niggers or whatever, you know a lot of people feel like that. I can tell you, there's a lot of black folks who would have said the opposite if it was about somebody outside of being black. They'd be like, ah, don't bring home no white woman. And we've all, I'm not we all, but people have heard that before. And they think I think I said that a couple shows ago when the the grandmother, old school grandma, they talking crazy at the the family dinner. She's speaking her truth. Now, you don't have to agree with that, but that's some that's personal family business. It may not be right for public consumption and PC, but that's their business. That's what they say in their house, and that's his daughter, so I really can't speak on what another man say about their child. Uh, and I know, and I know, I remember his daughter was in the news for a while. She used to be on a, was she on a reality show or something? Yep. So, I, again, I don't co-sign what he say, but that's a private conversation he talking about his family. I can't have, I have no opinion on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have say, I respect your opinion. I don't agree, but that's his, you know, that's his family. I can't really call them the task over something like that. It really wasn't, a, it wasn't a conversation he put out there. So on one hand, I do understand as a black person, yeah, he's talking some racist shit, but that's that. He's a man and he's a dad and he talking in private. I know there would probably be things that I could say at home in private that would not fly for a lot of people. I don't say those things because I have respect for people and I don't, you know, my own personal business is my personal business. So I can't really, I'm not saying you shouldn't be mad at Netflix either, but at the same point, we have to be careful when we start like, you know, just demonizing cats off their own private conversation. Again, she had that same energy for whoever put that video out. Didn't they have a big lawsuit about that or something? And, and they end up shutting down Walker or some shut, shit like. Shut them down. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. so it, it just I'm just saying, like you know, hey man, if if it was a, if we was keeping it integrity wise, that 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 audio would even never even came out. They'd be like, you know what, hey man, 
we're not we're not out here trying to ex- expose people's personal business like that unless the person who did it put their name on it and said, yeah i did it yeah i exposed them now what and they was ready for all the smoke i guess guacker was ready for all the smoke and they, they got shut down so well they yeah. did the guy everybody knows who did it was a guy bubbled a love sponge it was his man he was and he was, his sponge. man so his man was a bitch for that let's be, yeah let's be 100 that, like, I, yeah if i remember correctly it there was a security camera in the bedroom that filmed the entire act uh, Hogan got a phone call, picked up the phone, and the camera kept rolling. And this was the tail end of that conversation, and it got onto the tape. And now, who was the the, the lady that he was with? Somebody else's wife or something? Bubba's, Bubba's wife, yeah. yeah. Oh well, see, see, there, there you go. They were into some cuckold shit. There, there you go. So that this the whole thing is funny style, and you know, hey man, she hey, what, 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 what did my man uh, say in the Mac? <laughs> She chose me. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you need to be Outside mad, you need to be mad at her. No, no, no. He, no. Bubble the Love Sponge went to Hawk and was like, dude, I know you and your wife is going through it. You know, you want to smash my wife? Hawk was like, sure. And Here's he, mine. So he's pimping on his own wife. So he mad. Yep. So, he, so, he, so, he, so he was mad that she liked it or something? No, he actually, from what I heard, because I ain't seen the, the tape. After all of that was done, they said on that you can hear Bubba on camera said, "Shit, if we ever need this, we got money. This is money." Yeah, so he's a wow. He's a yeah, and, and what ended up happening to him? It, it, it basically backfired, though, right? Because not, I mean, well, I it did because there was a loss. There was a lawsuit, but they ended up settling it or you know dropping it yeah, or whatnot. But who Hogan got the bag at the end? Oh, Hogan got the bag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, at the end of the day. It backfired like you thought you was going, but he got the bag and you just at the end of the day. And now he in his heart, he knows he's a bitch like he know. Yo, at the end of the day, that's your wife. You put that in the motion and my man dicking it down. She like it. You mad. That's the only reason you put this tape out. You really you mad. You know, in your heart, you sucker for this. And this is how this is the weak. Your only weak play is to try to expose them. But you know in your heart you use a bitch for that. And, and so you still lost, but he really lost. And now they're about to make a movie on this cat. So they're even elevating him more. So at the end of the day, you know you that's what it's, it's just it go back to the Jesse thing to me. The mindset and the integrity of the person, you know you was wrong for that. You you, you never should have had your wife in that situation to begin with. That was your that was your first mistake. Never do no shit like that, because it don't never go right. But that's another story. I mean, I hear you though. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Netflix—they looking at the money, they looking at the demographics. They know how niggas move. They know y'all ain't going nowhere. So the cameras is rolling. That's the end of the day. Cameras is rolling, <laughs> and the money gonna keep coming in. We gonna be mad on. We'll be mad, but we ain't gonna stop the money. So just like Gucci, they are gonna keep it going. You know, again, you know, you can't. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's cool to expose someone's private conversation because like you said mike a lot of people of various you know skin tones will have the family dinner and and the older generation will say look don't you bring home so-and-so uh hell no and that is their reality and that is a private internal conversation not for uh outside consumption and the fact that bubba was letting hogan rail on his wife (laughs) <laughs> and now he's bent by it. I mean, what's he thinking? Hogan is six eight. 
You know, so he's probably, you know, anyway, yeah. <laughs> he offered up his wife and his wife got turned out. So there you go, man. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, go ahead. I, go ahead. I, I think, though, because y'all, y'all painting him as a victim in all of this. Who, Bubba? Bubba is a victim. No, no, Hogan. I'm not painting him as no victim. Not at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, I can't be, you know. I I think Bubba set the whole thing up. I don't think he was jealous of any of that. I think he said he's going to record it. So he's like, hey, I got this sex tape. So you either give me a million dollars or I'm going to leak it. And then on top of that, Hogan decided to go racist Hogan. So he's like, oh, shit, I got two. I got two for one. Right. Mm -hmm. He was on his Jesse at the end of the day. And Hogan was the victim, man. He he thought he was going to do some scheme, run a lick. And they went, you know. End of the day, Hogan's still winning. I just it's sucker shit, you know. At the end of the day, you, first you taping cats, doing stuff that you have a mo- you have something to do with. That's corny. Like, why why are you taping? You trying to catch him up in something, but that's your wife. You you co-signed it, so it's corny off the it's off the rip. You doing crime together, or you gonna let him smash your wife? Then then that's what it is. But you trying to do it for some other shit, and now see where it all then came out. It's, it's corny, man. So I can't really, I mean, being mad at Netflix, they a business, they gonna get their money. You be mad at the, at whatever his name, Bubba Hotep, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is what happens with that mentality. It's cloud chasing, sucker shit, sneaky type cats, you know, bitter niggas. This is, this is the type of mentality. This is what happens. You know, at the end of the day, I'm still lost. That, I don't understand any man that put his wife on some shit like that. It, to me, I don't. That's where I stopped the conversation. I'm, eh. Oh, <laughs> I, we, I can't we, understand. We can talk that. off off air. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can't understand that whole mentality. So if you're gonna allow that, then who knows what's gonna come your way? You set off a chain of chain of fuckery. Hey, I have a question. Ed, can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, hopefully it doesn't set it, set anything off. But you know there was a show on Netflix that highlighted the KKK or white, a white supremacist um, organization. Mm. There was. Yeah. Isn't there something called yeah. Alt Right on there now? I believe. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the one I couldn't think of the name. Would you argue that Netflix is giving them a platform, mm. and sh- they should be they meaning Netflix should be under fire for that as well? Mm. I'd have to see the I'd have to see the film. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, is it a documentary? I mean, I, I don't know. I have to see it. Yeah, it's somewhat. It's somewhat of a documentary with a behind the scenes look. Interesting. Now you know. I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not because I'm saying don't they have these type of things all the time? I don't think it's. You may say it's giving them a platform, but I mean, maybe I'm Nick explaining like a motherfucker. But <laughs> I'm thinking like. This shit occurs all the time. This documentaries, I don't think it's done in a pot. I mean, depending on who's watching it, it may be seen as a positive light. Like, yeah, let me join the KKK. Whereas me, I'm like, these niggas is trash. We need to take them out. Now, let me throw something else into this. It's interesting that you brought that up because ah, shit. I don't know if you remember last year, the documentary "My Life's Journey Through Music" was supposed to come out on Netflix, and this is a documentary about the musical career of Louis Farrakhan. And at the last minute, Netflix pulled the plug on that. So they are on some funny stuff. Let me be clear. I have an account with Netflix. I also put that on top too. But it's just as quick as they can have this alt-right thing on there. They're not going to have one 
on Farrakhan, even though it ain't got nothing to do with the nation per se, it was more about his musical career. That was all, it was filmed and ready. It was supposed, I think it was supposed to come out August the 1st. Pulled the plug at the last minute. Yeah, I do so, remember that one. Yeah, look it up. <clears throat> so, I mean, you know, that, hey. <laughs> it, it, but did I count to my account? Nope. They still give, I still giving them money? Yep. So at the end of the day, I can talk a good game. <laughs> and they can tell you, they show you exactly what, how they get down. But they know, too, niggas ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and, and then the other thing that, that got me was, it's like, y'all couldn't have waited another week and a half and made that announcement? Y'all motherfuckers really announced that in Black History Month? Damn. I don't mean nothing. <laughs> but uh anyway so yeah when, uh yeah uh, i'm sure it'll be a big deal when that movie comes out did they have a title for this whole kogan thing yet no nah, i haven't still early okay yeah i mean you know i you know I, I i'm gonna give props to netflix man because i don't co-sign of this fuckery type stuff but hey man they they on top of the game right now they doing their thing uh, we all gonna be well. I would imagine most of us all gonna be watching when they drop that Prince documentary special. Mm-hmm. You know, probably later this year. All eyes gonna be on that. Uh, they got this movie coming up with uh, was Sorsese and Al Pacino mm-hmm. and uh, De Niro and all. I think they're spending like ninety million dollars on this movie or something crazy. <laughs> Cats gonna be watching that. You know, I mean, so you know, hey. The good with the bad, you know. Uh, they did. They, they they're not gonna have the Farrakhan special, but they'll have the alt right one. But then Ant said they have some Black Lead Initiative. You know, they they understand the game. They know what they got to do. You know, uh, it, it is what it is. Monique could have been a piece of it too. Oh mm-hmm. well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah because they are the streaming powerhouse. Hulu can't touch them. Every other network that tries to set up their own streaming service—CBS, HBO, whomever—they just can't touch Netflix. CBS is garbage anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of these, and you're right. Netflix is the top echelon of the game. You know, but I think there's room for a lower tier even more niche streaming services like a CBS. They're not going to be, they can't compete with Netflix, but they're on a different, you know, they have a different thing. They got their Star Trek thing and whatever their content. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, yeah, they got that. But I mean, again, there's Hulu and uh, DC Universe. Yeah, I I think they're doing a good job, DC. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's a niche to to whatever, you know, to a specific market. I would love to see, I know there's more, I, I have Mo- I have multiple subscriptions <laughs> to different services. Uh, some I don't even hardly watch, but I have it anyway. Uh, was it Funimation? You know, anime. Oh, I was going to ask yeah. if you had that or if you had Crunchyroll. I used to do Crunchyroll, but now I'm on Funimation because they have a a few particular shows that I wanted to watch specifically, and it's so mo- you know it's like seven bucks. You don't even think about that. Like seven bucks a month is nothing. You know, you just sign up and let it go. So. You know, there, I, I, there, there can be all kind of streaming services. Some are, not everybody's going to be Netflix. You know, they, they're doing it super big, but yeah, because YouTube Red is in the red. Like they're gone now, right? Yeah, I, really? used, to, I used to do yeah. that for a while. I might actually go back to that because they have live TV on there. They used to do it. 
No, wait, no, YouTube Red. Red, I do have YouTube Red because that's a part of, uh, I only get it because I've signed up with Google Play Music. Oh, okay. So they give that to you. But I'm thinking about YouTube Live. Is that what it's called? Live TV? I used to do that for a while, and that's where you can watch regular TV and some other cable channels. But I think they charge like 30 bucks a month or something. Oh, hell no. You know, so yeah, it's it's not cheap per se. But if you don't have cable TV, which I don't, it is a very viable option, <laughs> you know, to, to do that. But I just I find myself not ever watching. I watch YouTube. That's really all I watch. Like I was I was just thinking about TV and I was like, you know, sh- stuff has shifted. You normally they pay attention to the millennials and younger people. But me as a 50, almost 50 year old dude, I almost exclusively only watch YouTube. Aside from watching a movie on Voodoo or something like that, I don't watch CNN. If I do watch CNN, it's clips on YouTube. But I'm watching, you know, the advice show uh, online. I'm watching Tyreek. I'm watching uh, Urban X TV on YouTube. I'm literally just watching what they would call, I guess, the new black media. I'm not dealing with the old school TV networks and news programs. I'd rather have, if I'm going to watch it with they have an agenda, which they all do, I'm going to just watch it with this agenda for cats that's like me. Um, And I'm fine with that. Like I have no, I I look forward to turning on my TV. Oh, Tyreek is live. He's doing a uh, Instagram live video. It's two hours. Cool. I'm going to put that on while I'm doing something. You know, my, my channel stuff, my TV watch purely off the grid you know i don't deal with none of them <laughs> i don't even want to hear the news stories unless it's the advice show with phil or something or maybe i'll watch a little voice walk-ins or something other than that i ain't watching none of it Mm-mm. it's corny to me i can't even i've shifted to that even like uh like i said the tv shows I, i'm looking for mayhem it's oh is mayhem new episode out or or uh, what's the other show i, I watch ah uh, I can't think of it, but these are like the hood, you know, low budget versions of the wire, <laughs> but they're good. Like they're really good. Like I'm, I'm invested in those shows. Um, Respect life is the other one I watch. They might do an episode every six months at this point, but I'm more invested in those TV shows than I am. Cats be talking about whatever. I'd be like, eh. okay. So, I mean, but I think TV, you know, uh, TV viewing has shifted dramatically. If me as an older dude who's usually slow to transition, I know the younger people, they done. I know they done with the more regular TV shows. But anyway. All right. Um, Real quick, just jump in this. Uh, They got your boy R. Kelly finally. Again. Uh, R. Kelly turned himself in. Actually, late last night, Friday, in Chicago. Um, let's see. Uh, it says, R. Kelly due in court on Saturday for a bond hearing following his arrest on 10 aggravated criminal sexual abuse charges Friday night. The troubled 52-year-old R&B singer turned himself into Chicago police after a no-bond warrant, warrant was signed by a judge on Friday. The latest charges come more than a decade after he was acquitted on 13 counts of child porn related to a video that allegedly showed him having sexual contact with a 14-year-old girl in 2008. Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox announced the charges at a news conference on Friday, 
the indictment indicated there are four female victims. Three victims are under the age of 17. In the case of the victim whose age is not given, Kelly is accused of sexual contact by use of force or the threat of force. Kelly's defense attorney, Steve Greenberg, said Kelly was a sacrificial lamb. There is no merit to this. Greenberg said he expected Kelly to appear in court and post bond on Saturday. He said Kelly will ultimately be acquitted because he didn't do anything. When a reporter asked Greenberg if he thought Kelly's accusers were lying, he replied, yes. All of them, the reporter asked. I think all the women are lying. Yes, Greenberg said. Kelly faces a maximum of seven years in prison or probation if convicted of our charges. Uh, in an unrelated uh, story, it looks like R. Kelly is also in some child support problems with uh, Drea. Apparently, he owes $169,000 in child support. Uh, apparently, he was supposed to pay like $20,000 a month as of January 2009, but he's obviously fallen off schedule in the last year. Um, what's that, the lawyer, uh, Michael? Gloria? Oh, oh no, no. Michael Avenatti? Yeah, he's the one who came forward with these tapes, these new tapes. Uh, that he has given, I think he gave them to CNN, and then they, from there, got to the authorities. Uh, I, I, my question is, who was holding on to these tapes all this time? I'm kind of curious. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what were they doing if they had all these new, all these other tapes of these girls, young girls? Why would, they were holding on to this all this time, and now they're coming for it? Just the whole. I think R. Kelly should go down, but I think everybody that was around him should go down for this too, man. Like. This shit is sick, man. Now, the Gloria Allright, yeah, she had a news conference with two women. I listened to the news conference to the young lady. She basically just described her and her friend met R. Kelly at one of his concerts. And it's that, you know, the after show type of thing. Come to the after party. They go to the hotel room. They basically get into some sexual acts with R. Kelly. Of course, they said they were underage at the time. He didn't force them to do it, but I guess, you know, she, they can't really give consent. I, do I think that stuff, that stuff, oh, I know that stuff goes on. <laughs> were they underage? I, I don't know. I, I, maybe they were, but it's interesting that where were these, these two young ladies at years before to give up the story? Like, why are they just now giving the story up? Did they come forward years before? It just seems weird to me because I have to question everything with Gloria Aldright. <laughs> She's purely the she. When you look up lawyers after the bag and the dictionary, or her oh, yeah, picture she is. right there. <laughs> she is about that paper. And I saw she held, held up a paper of the two girls, but it was a, a picture. It was a picture of them with LL Cool J. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. She's like trying to put it out there. Like she's coming. You yeah. next, nigga. Coming for you next, boy, boy. I, I don't know, man. But and people try to say, well, he was at the concert, so that's why she had the picture. I'm like, how the hell? First of all, you don't know what concert that picture doesn't say what concert they were at. That she's being well, slick. The, 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 slick. The girl said it was an LL Cool J, R Kelly concert. But my thing is, but why hold the picture up with LL though? You know right. what that's gonna put. You know what that means when you do that, particularly when you do it. So, but again, I don't put nothing past her. She. Listen, if I had some people in my family, <laughs> they was going through some sexual thing, I would not be, I would, I'd have a meeting with her at least. Cause I'd be like, no, she's going to get the bag. <laughs> Gloria, all right, going to get the bag. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> if you look at this press conference, it was just it's it was like it was the joke. same one yeah. she did with um, the the young lady who accused Usher. It was right. the same thing. Whatever happened with that? This is what she does, man. She'll come out. She'll have the press conference, do the shakedown. Then they get behind closed doors. Where's the check? Because mm. I can't recall any of her things going to trial. That's true. That's very true. But uh, uh, Quentin, man, any, any thoughts on this R. Kelly thing? Well, it's about time. That's all I really have to say. It was about time. Um, he was foul, and people have known he's been foul for shit decades now. I remember those, unfortunately, those tapes as a kid, um, a little teenager. And you knew he was doing something wrong back then. But why it took so long for this to come out, there's several reasons. One, he could have been paying people off to keep his secret quiet, mm. which is probably it. And there are some people probably, eh, I hate to even think of this, involved in the acts with him. So they would also be liable. But I can definitely see this going the, the OJ route. How we didn't get you on this one, exactly. but we get you on this. Hmm. 20 exactly. something years later. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, you it's know, about time. I was telling someone yesterday about that. You know, this is the same thing. OJ ducked that one charge and didn't do what he should have done, which was go to Florida, keep your head down, and shut the fuck up. No, he went to Vegas, went went wild, and uh, Judge Jeannie, who got a TV show out of this, lit his ass up with some years. The same thing's happened to R. Kelly. He beat the one. Are you back here again? Okay. I'm going to send you a message. R. Kelly's going to get some years. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> now, yeah. didn't he, like, pop his head back up recently um, doing tours and all that? I mean, Who, OJ? No, 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 no. <laughs> Aura. Aura. Like, uh, wasn't he on tour? Yeah, like, yeah. He I was remember, trying to do Yeah, tours. he's been. Yeah. hmm yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's probably how he makes his money. Oh, true. It's not like his records are selling. I mean, no one's records are really selling. Mike. Yeah. Mike, if I may jump in real quick, uh, and unfortunately Q isn't here, but I'm going to take a shot at Indiana. I don't know if you guys heard about this. There was a Supreme Court decision this week based out of a case in Indiana where someone, one of their police people, tried to really run wild with asset forfeiture. This one guy had bought like 600 bucks worth of crystal meth or something like that and the cops were like well we want your Range Rover too which was paid for with money completely unrelated to the drug transaction and the Supreme Court excuse me the trial court in the end said no you can't do that the appellate court said no you can't do that for some reason the state Supreme Court reversed them and said yeah take his Range Rover so the U.S. Supreme Court said, hold on, hold on. You can't do that because the Eighth Amendment prohibits excessive fines and bails. This was excessive. This was a $50,000 car they're trying to get off of a $600 transaction, and they weren't connected. And the unusual thing about it was the U.S. Supreme Court was unanimous in that decision which you just don't see every day. So that tells me, as a lawyer, 
that the U.S. Supreme Court just, I'm going to butcher the phrase, so help me out here. They just went to the Indiana Supreme Court and sunned them. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong here? Because the, the Indiana State Supreme Court said, no, you can do it. Take his car. And, and the U.S. Supreme Court's like, man, sit your ass down. Give this guy his car and y'all keep it moving. I don't know how they got that so wrong after the trial court and the appellate court said, man, you ain't getting this car. But the Supreme Court had it had it completely the other way. And they got they had to get checked. All right. <laughs> Indiana, you tripping out there. Tripping hard. Sexy came in with the Court, I, was, I was trying to. I didn't know if it was correlating back to what we were talking about, but I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, to bring, I'm sorry. I don't know this is bad, but to bring it back to R. Kelly, can the folk out there stop with this narrative that people don't care that R. Kelly is free? Plain and simple, he was indicted before. He went to trial and was found not guilty. The black community cannot do shit about that unless you want us to go kill him or beat the shit out of him every time you want to see him. I would implore the black community to stop going to his concerts. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Stop tweeting positive things about him. Some of you females, I don't know what that's about. Y'all y'all pick me mode. But I will bet a thousand dollars that the majority of the black community wanted R. Kelly to go to jail. R. Kelly hopefully is going to jail. The fact that he was not in jail before is not an indictment of the black community. What court do we own? How many judges do we got on the bench? I ain't going to go into police because, you know, police are shady as fuck. But I'm like, still, stop this narrative that we doesn't care about R. Kelly not being in jail. Because there was a ton of motherfuckers. I, I went to Twitter saying R. Kelly trending. It was Hundreds upon hundreds of tweets of people happy and saying, yes, we got him. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, cool. I'm glad I'm glad he, you know, again, he's been arrested and stuff before. So he's just only been arrested. He ain't been convicted or nothing yet. And we'll see what happens with that. Right. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I'm like, cool. They got him. Let's let's go to the next ones. You know, let's make sure we get the Weinsteins and Charlie Sheen's, the singers. Woody Allen and what's the other dude that be overseas? Uh, the director, Robert Pulaski. Pulaski. Let's get them all. Cool. Let's go for it. Let's get these guys. You know, let's get them all out of here. So I'm with. Well, it. I don't know if there's anything they could get with Woody Allen. Although I'd like Hollywood to stop celebrating him. You know, yeah, ostracize. Hey, times that up. Maybe we can get time, yeah. Just get him on times up, right? Yeah. Well, was Soon Yi of age when he married her? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, now the the question is is who's gonna prove that she was underage when he started his mm-hmm. thing with her? Yeah, yeah. Which is why R. Kelly didn't go to jail because they couldn't get the proof. Yeah, so well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, he wasn't gonna get away forever. Once he got uh, to me, once he got on the radar, the mainstream, they it, they was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> going down, we're gonna. We're going to figure out a way. Now, do I also think that Michael Abernetti is sort of playing a game of deflection a little bit? Yeah, he got his own allegations and things to deal with. But I understand, I understand the game. You know, I know why he I know why he putting this out. But, you know, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm about to go on the soapbox again. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> 
Just because we are saying get these white mofos too, don't mean we're saying leave these black mofos alone. Oh, no, no. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. Get them all, man. Because my my thing is, is that I do not want the black community, especially black men, to be the face of Time's Up, Me Too, uh, rape culture, rape. Uh, I was going to say gang violence, but fuck. (laughs) Gang, I want that one go. (laughs) You know, homophobia, all of that. We all got skeletons in our closet. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to say this. The thing with R. Kelly, again, I'm not, dude needs to, he needs to be shot down. Uh, he needs help, really. He needs to get taken out. But the thing about it is, once we, once we deal with him and get him off the, off the table, we need to look at, what, why was he way the way that he was? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. what makes an R. Kelly? sexual deviant you know predator essentially and i think his brother said it you know they was molest they was they was uh abused sexually abused i think by his sister or something like that the young woman and you can see what happens when those things happen and they go unchecked you know the guy the person who was the original predator made a predator you know and it's it's essentially in my i look at it as a generational cor- curse you know, was he got abused, and which happens to a lot of people, you know, male and female. I, the, keep it transparent. Happened to me, right? But when you go unchecked with that, and you know, obviously he's an outlier, so his life sort of goes down this other path that most don't. He is enabled to become a super predator, based off of his early uh, experiences with sexuality. You know, there's a, to me, there's a reason why he going after young girls, you know, and it just all traces up to if you trace it back, you know, there's a how do we stop this from happening again? How, how the other people do not become what R. Kelly has become. And then all these people that he's affected. Right. He didn't touch so many young girls lives and probably ruined them. You know, a lot of these young women have their own families that they grow into. And so you got to, how do we stop that curse, man, that keeps going through all these people? And we got to look back to how it started and we got to really like keep an eye out on our own family and our kids and stuff that they don't fall victim to people like that because it could turn them into our Kellys as well. And, you know, to the point where he's so far gone, man, he didn't, I mean, I just can't even, you know, I listened to the, the, the breakdown of this new these new videos and I just I just shake my head. I was like, damn, man, this dude is sick, man. Like, it's some sick shit. Because you would think a person would have remorse. Even if you was like, okay, this dude. Like, if you just take a regular person and say, man, oh, you got caught up with a young girl. Maybe you didn't know they was young. Or if you, maybe you did. Most people would have like a remorse part where they'd be like, ah, man, I, I can't do that. That's not right, you know. They don't have the capacity to deal with this, and I'm taking advantage. But he's way beyond that. You know, he's like peeing on these girls, and you know, this really deviant type stuff where he's so like far removed from remorse. He thinks it's good. Like he's outright targeting these people, and just it's just so far gone. And that's why I say earlier, he should go down, and all the people in his team who know this is what he's doing. To me, they should go down too. 
because you're enabling and you know you know that girl she's young but you turned a blind eye and walked out the room while he did his thing but you know what was going on so to me that that the whole thing needs to be shut down like but this is a type of dysfunction that is not just the r kelly thing this happens in the catholic church this happens in hollywood there's a lot of this type of sickness man that it needs to be dealt with uh i was listening to who was i listening i think i was listening to the advice show or maybe it was tyreek but they was playing that 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 audio of uh cory feldman is that is that the one that was coming oh out? yeah on uh mm-hmm. the view with on barbara the view walters. with bobby Wal- yeah with barbara walters and you know he barbara walters said something that was very telling she was like you know you're going to destroy a whole industry like she was more concerned about what would happen to the entertainment industry based off his allegations then she was worth concerned about the victims <laughs> like you're not really supposed to be saying this but that's the type of mindset why this shit goes on like there's so much money and people's livelihoods behind it they rather not deal with dealing with the perpetrators of it because they don't want to mess up the game and that's why this shit is so out of control that's probably why r kelly was able to flourish with this for so long so many people's bag was tied into working for him or making sure the the business of R. Kelly was good, that they didn't want to say nothing. It's like, ah, not going to mess up my check with me. You know, maybe when I get off the game, then we can start exposing stuff. But while I'm here, ah, you know, so that's why, to me, all, all of them is culpable. The, the record companies who kept put, putting this shit out and you, they don't act like they didn't know what was going on. Like, so to me, it's just a whole mess, man. But anyway, on to the next, man. R. Kelly's bail has been set at a million. Yeah. About, sure, about an hour ago. I'm sure he'll have that. Yeah. If I'm the bail bombson, I'm trying to get that business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll have that. Um, is there any other stories that you you guys had? I might be forgetting. Yeah, I wanted to get on me about Anthem, so go ahead, have at it. Hilarious. Well, I haven't played the game yet, so you know I can't speak from personal you know experience but seeing the reviews of the game man it's getting it's getting pretty bad reviews man people are really going going in on it and i was thinking maybe it was just one of those cases where you know there can be a general consensus and just everybody starts piling on like oh this is terrible but i mean even sort of your reputable outlets like even ign i think they only gave the game a 6.5 You know, that's a bad score, man, for such a high, you know, triple A game. Uh, I think a lot of people are just saying that it doesn't. They feel like it's not a complete game. You know, it's like it's not all there yet. And you shouldn't be paying $60 for a game that doesn't seem complete. I think everyone says, yeah, graphically, it looks amazing. Now, I did watch a video this morning where they compared the graphics of the original 2017 E3 demo. So did I. Okay. With the finish, you know, what was released. And you can see there is a difference there. I mean, some of it I felt was nitpicking, nitpicking, but I do feel like when they showed these demos, uh, when I saw that E3 thing, I was like, oh, whoa, this game looks dope. Like, yes, this is some shit. And I, I think I always said when we really got to see the real gameplay, I was kind of like, uh, this isn't for some reason. This is not what I thought it was going to be. You know, it, it looks like it's kind of like a destiny 
uh, maybe a little bit like the division type game. It just I thought it was going to be something different. And I think when you have games like that and they don't have the content that I think people expect, it just seems like it's like more of like, okay, fly to this checkpoint, shoot, kill. Okay, fly to that checkpoint, shoot, kill. It can get probably played out pretty quickly. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm mean, curious what uh, Quentin, have you actually played any of the game yet? I, I have not. Well, let me take that back. I played the alpha and I did some, um, you know, back end testing uh, about a month ago. And the game is basically a looter shooter. It's like, uh, let's see, Destiny Light. Mm -hmm. There's very small RPG elements to it. But again, it's a rinse and repeat type of game. And the E3 coverage, we have to remember, that's to get you hyped. That's to sell the game. Right. Most of it's pre-recorded, And it's scripted. So when you actually get the game in hand, you're not going to have that same experience. Welcome to next-gen gaming. <laughs> the game is going to come out half-baked. You're going to get a 10 or 15 gig day one patch. And it's allegedly you'll get, well, not, let's not say allegedly. Uh, going forward, you will have, uh, what are those called? Packs and so forth that you can buy and DLCs. keep the game going. There you go, DLC. Thank you for keeping the game going, which will be, 10 to 20 to $30 a pop. Destiny, I'm probably in Destiny about 100 or $2 because Damn. of, exactly. Let me, let me ask but, you, just as a side tangent sure. real quick. Is that worth buying? Because I never played that game and I kind of was like, I might be cool to try out Destiny, but I, is it worth getting into? Now, yeah, it's only 20 bucks. Okay. But I would not have bought it when it first came out. But you know me, I like games. Uh, I would love to play the full version of anthem and uh, hopefully i will be doing that this weekend <clears throat> and we uh <coughs> you okay anthony you okay all right uh, hopefully i'll be able to play that this weekend and i'll give a full review one more thing because i know i'm getting long with it but these reviews are coming out a day or two before the game officially released it's like going to see well it's just like with a movie there's still time to tweak the game before it actually hits the shelves. And I think it got a bad rap, but I'll see for myself once the game is in hand. Well, so the one thing I saw about that in terms of when these reviews dropped in it, the game came out early access, mm -hmm. I think on the 15th, a week before yes. it came out, I think or something. So I think a lot of these people had the game because they, I think it was an EA, what's it, they have a program, what is it called? EA some, Access or something? Yeah, EA Access and uh, Origin something. I forget for the yeah, PC. Yeah, I think so. They was you if you paid into that, you could get the game before it, the release date. So I think a lot of people had got the game that week earlier and played through it and finished it by the time it came out. And so these reviews came out based off of people who actually finished the game. You know, for right. the most part. So, uh, you know, the question would be, well, they had that. And I, I think it was before day one, but maybe the day before the day one patch came out was sort of sort of addresses some of the issues that I, I could see EA sort of pushing back. Well, we did put out a patch, but I mean, I don't know. So I'm looking at a uh, Metacritic right now. It has a Metacritic score of 60 
And Metacritic would be like what a, what a Rotten Tomatoes would be to movies. So it's an aggregator of all these other reviews. This is uh, it has a sixty based off of thirty six reviews. You know, that's not a good score. No. You know, um, I, and this is a big game. This is a big thing for EA. But I would say on the other hand, EA obviously has has a lot of positivity for Apex Legends. I thought yes. people love that game. Yes. You know, Let's talk I, about that. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I played that for a little bit. You know, I'm not super into those type of games, but I, I thought it was cool. But I was really looking forward, excuse me, to Anthem. And I still want to play it. Like, I actually, I really want to play it on like a, a PS4 Pro or Xbox One X or something because I just want the full sort of graphical abilities. But I think it looks cool. I don't normally play those types of games. That's the only thing. So that's why I asked about like Destiny because I don't normally play games like that. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm curious what happens. You know, Bioware, the, the 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 company that developed the game, they are known to have great games. You know, aside from uh, Mass Effect's Andromeda, mm-hmm. which yep. I think you know was not a good game. It was shit. Yeah. But normally, other than that, they're you know. Their pedigree is that they have great sort of RPG style games with deep story and stuff. And this is a different type of game for them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious where this is going to place them. You know, I don't know what, what's going to happen with EA. I don't know if, if Ant can shed some light onto that in terms of what the nope. feel is. Okay, well, I understand that. Respect. <laughs> you got to get your uh, money first. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I got I to keep the bag secure. Yeah, I, I ain't mean, mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Mm-mm. But uh, this is, uh, a, I, I mean, would say that this is a disappointment. All, all I would say is in a couple of months, hopefully weeks, Apex Legends will be monetized. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy for that. And they better be careful with that. Fall in order, holiday season. And that's being made by uh, Respawn. And so far, Respawn has a great track record. Wh- which so, game did you just say? I'm sorry. Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. That's right. There is mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And that's, and that's being done by Respawn. And so um, Apex, they, they, they're doing the damn thing with that. And, you know, you have the Titanfall game. So... Um, Hopefully. Are they still doing Titanfall 3? That I don't know. I don't uh, know anything about that. <laughs> well, isn't Apex Legends like a splinter of yeah, what would be? Yeah. From the best, my best understanding, they were working on Titanfall 3, and then somehow they got this crazy idea, and it became Apex Legend. So it's based, I think it's based on the engine, it's in the universe, but it's not an official um, sequel. Right. Or official umbrella. It's got you know like Prometheus, how they were saying, oh, it's in the alien universe, but it's not a prequel. And you're like, what the fuck? What? Right. That type of thing. Okay. Well, it makes me wonder if um, Anthem is going to go the No Man's Sky route. Did you guys remember that game? Vaguely. I was. Mm, it was a game that was really hyped. It looked beautiful in the press release and so forth. But when it came out, it looked like a glorified demo. Mm. It, it it was just terrible but over the years it has become better but no one plays it because they shot their wad i guess you could say in the beginning and blew their wad in the beginning and it they just you know just ruined their reputation so no one went back to the game to give it another shot and their user involvement just dropped 
Yeah, that's see, that's the thing. I think to me, visually, and I think the idea of Anthem is there, but I'm curious if they're going to keep up with it because, uh, uh, you know, as this to say now, it's been met with resistance, you know, the initial release. Mm-hmm. But there's a chance to save it. I'm curious if they're going to commit to trying to save it and add more content to it. Because I think what they have there, sort of the, you know, the root of everything going on there could be good. Just adding more content. I'm curious if they do that or if they say, you know what, we're just shifting off to something else. Kind of with like uh, uh, Mass Effects. I didn't buy that game at launch because I heard all the stuff about it. But I bought it like months later when it was like super on sale for like 20 bucks or something. But the only problem was it seemed like they abandoned the game because even when I bought it then, there wasn't a lot of added stuff to it that would make me want to play it. I played it for one night. And I was like, this really is trash. Like, I can't believe because Mass Effect was a dope game. I was like, this is pretty bad, actually. I don't even want to play it no more. It's like, eh. And so I, I, I'm, I don't know. I hope that doesn't happen with Anthem because I said to me it looks like it could be. It, it looks dope. I hope they just kind of stick with it. But you know, I can imagine Star Wars is coming and all these other things. I don't know what they're trying. They're not. You know, EA. I don't think is in the business for putting shit out for free. Downloadable content. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I mean, just, I'd be curious to see what happens. I'm very curious about next generation gaming as a whole. I feel yeah, like yeah, because the PS5 is supposed to be getting announced for E3, so I'm just like, well, no, it's not. I don't think. Yeah, Sony said they're not, they're not doing E3 this year. Remember, Mm-mm. Sony is not, not fucking with E3. Oh, they're gonna do their own event, which they have not scheduled yet. But they definitely said we ain't got nothing to do with E3. This is the first time I think twenty something years they will not have any presence. So they have their own shit whenever they do. But I'm just thinking in terms of just games in general, like. A lot of these triple A games, man, it's only the rare ones that are really good. Like most of them kind of like, eh, and I just haven't seen no real innovation going on really. I mean, the graphics are okay. I mean, the graphics are good, but there's nothing that blew, that blows my mind or something. Maybe we're just at a point where we're set saturated with it. I, I don't know. I haven't seen games in 4K yet because I don't have those systems. But I'm very curious, like, what's the next, like, after this, what's the next big thing? You mentioned Star Wars, but they ain't show nah footage of that yet. I, maybe they're doing that at E3, but I don't know nothing about that game. Uh, but I don't know. Only thing I know what's next that I'm very curious on is, uh, is it Days Gone, the Sony game with the zombies, with the motorcycle dude, um, Left for Dead, not Left for Dead, but... uh. The Walking Dead, yeah. No, no, no. About? It's not The Walking Dead. Oh. Uh, the Last of Us 2. You know, I know, to me, this is how I look at it right now. We have this conversation. And I'm an Xbox guy. But the Sony <laughs> PlayStation, I have to get one because all their games are dope as fuck to me. Like, Spider Man looks dope as fuck. Now, I don't know how last ability, but it looks dope. Last it's of good. Us. Last a of little us. repetitive, but really good. Yeah, yes. Last of Us. I've played that game, but it looks dope as hell. I am a super fan of the Uncharted games. Uh, Gods of War, I never played that, but that last game looks dope as fuck to me. I have to buy that. Horizon Dawn, I think it was called. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, I have that. I never yeah, played that, but that looks yeah. dope. Uh, again, uh, 
that this new zombie type game they have with the guy on a motorcycle. I, I, that looks dope as hell to me. Like, I'm just I just want to play these Sony games because they just are fire. Xbox, they dropped the ball, man. They just dropped. They just released uh, Crackdown Three. I'm not in this, and I have a Game Pass. Like it's sitting there. I could download it. I seen the videos on it. It looks like trash. Mm-hmm. Like I'm cool. I don't even want to. I don't even want to waste my time downloading it to try it out. That's supposed to well, be this. Me. Yeah. This generation, Microsoft focused more on the entertainment aspect of the Xbox, similar to the way Sony did last year with the well last generation with the PlayStation Three, I believe. Mm. They wanted to make the Xbox One which is why they called it the one and all integrated mm-hmm. entertainment machine. And they didn't focus on gaming. Yeah, that was, that was a huge L for Microsoft. They do not have a lot of must play console selling exclusive titles. I mean, mm-hmm. they got Halo and Gears of War. I'm, I don't play either one of those games. So that's lost. You're not missing food. anything. Yeah. So yeah, they don't, I heard that they bought up a couple of studios, so hopefully that pans out for them. But like right now, I, I've been an Xbox One fanboy, and I'm just thinking, like, dude, why? Yeah, PlayStation nothing, got those exclusives. Yeah, and all the games that I do play are available on all platforms. So it's like, eh, nothing here that's keeping me, per se. Again, what? I love the idea of Game Pass. I think it's dope, but yeah, it's not. They ain't, they ain't not gonna drop no triple a title and game pass for you to just be getting no. for free that ain't going they already let you know that ain't gonna happen you're gonna, you're gonna get cracked down three <laughs> you ain't getting no triple a experience off of that that's not gonna happen so to me it's just like okay i don't know maybe they're not in the long run gaming isn't gonna be targeted they're not targeting like the hardcore gamer because there's nothing there that screams hardcore to me like that i can't get some on a different platform I'm almost like shit. Should I just go back to playing the PC? But I want those. But I, but those Sony, Sony got them exclusives. So I'd be like, damn, I need that. So I don't. Yeah, know, and Anthony, have you heard anything? Sorry, Mike, cut you off. Uh, Anthony, have you heard anything about Microsoft transferring or sharing? Let me say, Xbox Live with the Nintendo Switch. Have you heard anything about that? That I have not. I, I heard that there is some crossover with PlayStation and PC and the Xbox, but Nintendo, no. Okay. And speaking of Nintendo, it, it just it kind of hurts my heart right now that mm. I do not have a Switch. And I'm not even, uh, I don't even have it on my radar to buy. That This would be the first, yeah, this would be the first Nintendo console, home console that I do not own. And I'm not looking at owning either. Even for Breath of the Wild. I have both, and I don't play them. <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> They're sitting there collecting dust. Now, the concept of the Switch was great. It was innovative. Nintendo's great for that. They're gimmicky. Once that wears off, right. it's just another portable system with a dock that you can connect to your TV. Dude, when they announced that, I looked at that I was like, what is this garbage? Dude, like, okay, it's portable. It's supposed to have this long battery life, but, you know, the games is just not on... Is just not on par with the other consoles, which to me is a shame because I feel like Nintendo is the number one game studio. They have a ton of IP that they should be putting mm-hmm. out, but you know, the Japanese are the Japanese and they're going to do it their way. And that's the system we all grew up with. You know, that's the system that came to America and saved the gaming industry. 
after the collapse. Mm. And it's kind of sad to see them go the the way I hate to say this, the way of the dodo, as corny as that is. Oh no, but, <laughs> that, that's that's not happening because I know. think they're still eating off of the money they made off the Wii. You know, they just okay. uh, Reggie Phil. I mean, he was the Nintendo of America president. He's stepping down. I don't know if the new leadership is going to change things because at the end of the day, Japan is calling the shots. But you never know. Maybe this, this new guy, aptly titled Doug Bowser, if you know hmm. Mario. <laughs> Bowser is the main. He was made for this. Yes. But I I want Nintendo to to come back because there's too many, too many IPs they have that I'd like to see games from. But they have their way of doing things. Well, you got to remember, too, we as, you know, gentlemen in our late 30s, early 40s, we grew up with these systems. Nintendo didn't really grow up. They kind of stayed in their, their lane. And for the most part, it's worked out because there was that child market. But the problem is, is now I have a, I, have, I got a six year old, and now he's nine, and he, ain't, I don't think he knows what a Mario is, but he knows what a Fortnite and a Dead by Daylight and a Call of Duty is. Do they have Mario on the on a cell phone? I mean, on a platform? Yes, Mario Super Run. Mario Run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Apple yeah, I mean, I think the, I think just the, 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 the platform of mobile games. You know, I hate to call it mobile games, but the gaming platform has shifted away from that classic console to you know the game I have on my palm of my hand, which I think is so powerful. That's why I think a net, you know a Fortnite and all this is so popular because it can be played on any of these platforms, and you know the kids, kids having a four hundred dollar platform. This is like comic books to me almost. Like a lot of these kids ain't gonna, you know, ain't gonna be able to afford to buy that. Obviously they can't afford to buy it. And if their parents do buy it for them, they might have bought it three or four years ago, but they're not gonna be like just keep up and keep buying, you know, super expensive platform and they can just get them a tablet or you know, some type of phone thing that they can always have new games on. I just think it's shifted away from that traditional style of gaming that we know. Uh, and and again, Fortnite is free. <laughs> they ain't right. paying sixty bucks, you know. So I just I, I can see why games have shifted to that. My my son, he plays these first person shooters on the phone. Shit, I ain't never heard of. Uh, but he'd be playing. He'd be multiplayers, and that's what he'd be into. And I'd be like, that's, I'd be like, that ain't a real game, but to him it is. Like you know, he'll he'll play the Xbox stuff, but he don't have an Xbox. I mean, his, his mom can't afford that. They don't have that. So then he has his phone, you know, and he know all them games. So I just think it's it's just a shifting of the of the way things are. I don't know if Nintendo has kept up with that. I don't know what the I don't know, and I don't know how that works over in Japan either. But I know from the kids that I've seen, they'd be on some other games. Well, it's interesting to see as um, like people are talking about PS Five and the next Xbox, and it, the thing is, is like. The way this technology is moving and the way people are consuming it and playing it, it's going to go to streaming. And uh, PlayStation, I don't, I mean, Quentin, do you have a PlayStation? I do. The way they have, I think it was it PlayStation Plus or PlayStation, no, it's PlayStation Plus. Yes. You can play these games that, you know, that you have access to through streaming. So now it's like, 
why is there a four or five hundred dollar barrier of entry to play Sony games when you've already just shown us that we don't even have to download the game that we're playing? We're not playing the game on the console. The console is just used for us to get to the uh, PlayStation servers to play the game. And it's all in the cloud. So I'm trying to see how they're going to change that. And then at the same token with studios. It's, it's about to be a hell of an interesting next 10 years how this whole thing changed because yeah. consoles is not needed. Now it's an app. It's going to be an infrastructure change. And only, in my opinion, only a Microsoft or a Sony or an Apple, one of these bigger companies are only going to be able to take the hit to, ch- to force a change like that where everyone has to get on board. I think the only reason it hasn't happened yet because the big dogs haven't done that so you can have your origin and different places that have been doing this for a while. Like I do one, I think it's the origin one that I have, or maybe it's NVIDIA. They have a service like this and it sort of ties into steam, but it's purely streaming. Like on my, cause I have a surface and there's no way I can play these games on it, but I can play all the games through that and it streams it, but it's just low level, you know, niche market. But I think when one of these big dogs decide, you know, okay, PlayStation 5 or the new Xbox, we're not, we're not tripping on having the newest graphic GPU inside that. It's all going to be streaming. Then one of those cats can take the hit and force the infrastructure change on the industry. That's when it's going to happen because it's going to force GameStop, that industry, be, that'll be done. That'll be relegated to old school type games, trading but new games, it'll be all digital. Like you said, it'll be all streaming. That will affect the Walmarts, the, the, the uh, Targets. The, well, we're not selling the games no more. That was a huge infrastructure change for us. And, and we're going to lose a lot of money on that because we can't. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. But only a huge corporation could force a change like that and may probably kick down some money to the Walmarts and these other businesses to say, listen, you're about to take a hit. Here, here's a back table. We're going to give you some money on this and maybe we'll do a deal on something else we got going on because we're changing the infrastructure around. But I just think it's only going to happen when one of these big companies can take bite the bullet on it or even like an Amazon or a Google. And they just like, yeah. you know what? This ain't shit. To us. We don't care about losing 50 million dollars. We got we are the new system. It's going to be through us. And we just did a deal with all the studios and we'll bankroll this shit. We don't need to make no money on it. We're gonna we're gonna open a new a new infrastructure, and and here it is, or or like an Amazon or something. It's like what they did with books. We can take a loss; it doesn't matter. We'll take it all the way to court. The the, the industry can sue us if they want, but we're gonna change the landscape because of, of of something else. So I think that's what's gonna have to happen. I was just about to say I'm I put a thousand dollars on it. I think Amazon's gonna be the one to do it. They already own some studios, haven't really put out any content. So it's it's got people thinking, okay, what are they doing? What do they got in a yeah. uh what they got in a plan? What's their R and D? Yeah, R and D. Cause they own some studios, but okay. we ain't seen the games yet. Interesting. Yeah, I could see know, that. Yeah. You know, Mike, that uh, that monologue you just had a moment ago, I bet that same thing was said about mm, fifteen years ago at various record companies around the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably was. And nobody, nobody probably was, ah, nah. And here come an outsider, somebody who's not even in music like that, Apple or Steve Jobs, right, and say, no, this this is the, we're going to change the game. Like, we'll take the hit this, we'll, we'll take the hit on this one. But it, 
10 years from now, you won't even know no other way of doing business. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, the free to play model, whew, mm. yeah, who that's that? already, yeah. that's already wrecking, uh, wrecking the industry. I would say wrecking the industry, but changing the way people are. Disrupting it, definitely. To, yeah, mm. Definitely. There you go. Disrupting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, Did that, we lose Big Sexy? <laughs> I ain't been real quiet. <laughs> He's like he taking down notes. Okay, so I need to talk to Amazon, Microsoft. <laughs> Just keep an eye on things. Just I mean, keep an eye on things. The free to the, the, the free to play or whatever. I mean, you think that can be applied to a lot of things? It's essentially what TV is. But they could. There's no reason why you couldn't do. You could do anything like that for the most. Part. I mean, you could do movies like that if, if again, if you had the bankroll to bank it. And to understand, like, well, I don't need the ticket sales per se. It comes this other way. I mean, you could change a lot of shit if you, if your thing was that you made money some other way with it, and you were just like, you know what, just give it away to everybody. Because it's like when you say, uh, it, it would be like saying, like, I, again, it makes sense to charge people for cell phones because there's a lot of money in charging it. But at a certain point, you could probably reach a saturation point where it's like, well, we're only going to get the subscribers we got. But what if we just gave everybody a fucking phone, but we charged them, but then we have more customers that we can make money from? You know, so it's the same type of thing. Like, well, shit, Ooh, just give them the fucking phone. If all of, if we got, if we have 50 million people that have phones now, but if we gave them all access to it and we had 300 million people and then we, you know, making trillion dollars more because we've opened up the market, it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? This little short term. Then when you would see the the you know the annual income T-Mobile one, it was just that short term money. But if you say, well, shit, if everyone had access to the internet or the phone, and mobile can just purchase their way, and we did a deal with the credit card companies where everybody's had their credit card locked into it, and they could just buy whatever they wanted at the touch of their finger, then it'd be worth. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like you you wouldn't want it no other way. And I as I can see the entertainment sort of open that way, where it's like, well. It's just like music. Fuck it. Just put it on streaming. Like, it's chump change making the money that we would make from selling the records. We'll make way more if everybody has fucking access to it because we can sell them some other shit that makes way more money. And it ain't no overhead to us. You know, to the Google Plays and the Apples, that's chump change to them how, how much the infrastructure costs. Like, they're like, please. It's nothing. Now, the music industry is probably going to fall apart because <laughs> they'll be like, well, how, we don't make our money no more. Well, then it becomes we just we, we just bought Drake personally. We don't need you. You know, he, he's the one doing it so we can give him his 10 million. Chump change to us. We're about to make 100 million because everybody who wants to hear him got to buy the Apple phone or whatever it is. Or we're making money through advertisements through other ways. So I can see a lot of shit happen like that. Well, a lot of industries are going to get disrupted and in the short term be shut down. But that money moves into something else in a far better well, number. Go ahead. My thing is, well, you need to see the future. The, gen- the genie's out the bottle. The way people are consuming this stuff is changing. You trying to hold on to your old way and make their money, make your ten dollars now the old way instead of adapting and make a hundred dollars the new way. That's on you, homie. So bye. I mean, warehouse, blockbuster video. Who else is out there? Uh, Sam, Sam Goody. Goody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk, I yeah. mean, 
I Tower was, Records used to be like the place to go in Hollywood. Right. I don't know if you remember Ant, but it's not even there anymore. Yeah. Ugh, it's crazy. Yeah, it was a tower. Every major city was the place to go, but unless mm-hmm. you're going to Japan, that's over. <laughs> and, and then my other thing is like movie theaters, they're still doing it the old way. And, right. and I, I would say the old way in the sense that why the fuck are you keep raising the prices of these tickets and raising the price of the concessions when you realize there's a Netflix that's one major studio purchase away from fucking up your whole shit? Because I'm, I'm speculating, but they say low-key Sony Pictures is on the market. Netflix buy that shit. Like I told you, man, to me, the lick is actually uh, an Amazon buying a movie theater chain and making that bitch free to all Prime subscribers. <laughs> if you think about it, they'd be like, how many people would just sign up? to? Listen, you can go to the movies for free. Just pay your little $15 a month or whatever. You can choose to watch it at the big screen or you can watch it at home. If they bankroll the movie theaters the same amount of money they was going to get, no way. They wouldn't care anyway. Yeah. They'd be like, they would be mad as fuck. Let me, let me tell you, they would, they would, they would try to stop it, but they'd be like, listen, we're buying all the tickets. So what do you care? Now they would care because obviously they know that at a certain point, people's expectations that I, I, I'm just going to pay Amazon. Why would I pay you? And Amazon would hold all the chips. But at the same point, I'm just saying like, don't let one of these big companies just buy the movie chains out from underneath them and just say, we're not selling tickets no more. Like if yeah, you want to they- come in and buy tickets, you can, but why would you spend fifteen dollars and watch one movie when you can spend fifteen dollars and watch all of them? <laughs> we don't give a fuck. We we we're not gonna. We can lose thirty million, fifty, a hundred million dollars. We're gonna get everybody paying fifteen dollars, and the movie studios can still get the same amount of money. They gonna be forced to change because they are gonna be like, fuck. They giving away the game. No one will ever expect to spend fifteen dollars for a ticket no more. So it would it would force change, but again, it wouldn't stop the money. It would just open the more game up, and the, the movie theaters. That's the last. I think movie theaters are the last bastion of that big dollar thing. But to me, it's like you can look at gaming and see like gaming makes more money than movie theaters, and people will spend sixty dollars to buy a game. The value on a movie ticket is just relative. A person, like I said, you just tell a person, hey, AMC is AMC sees this and they're doing this low key. They're saying, listen, you pay us 20 bucks, you can go see any of these fucking movies. They're already doing it, actually. They understand that they could be bought out at any moment. So they're, they're probably trying to say, let's get the brand in people's minds so heavy that you just think AMC, uh, A-list, and you just don't think, you just think movies cost 20 bucks and you can go see any movie you want. They're trying to get in ahead, but I can imagine a bigger brand can come out and undercut them and say, well, they don't. AMC doesn't have the brand penetration of an Amazon or a Google. So let one of these big companies do exactly what AMC is doing. They can buy out another one and charge the same amount. And probably more people will sign up for the, for the Amazon version because you know it more better. But AMC is doing the exact thing. They're doing it to themselves, right? Because they saw a movie pass coming in and they said, how do we stop this? Because they'll, they'll disrupt our whole game. Well, let's do it to ourselves. We can bankroll movie pass because they don't have theaters. So they can't take the loss. We can. But I guarantee if more people sign up from AMC's $20 a month, again, where's all the money go, right? Because they'll just sit there and watch every movie every day. But they're still buying the tickets to, 
they're still buying the tickets themselves and giving the money to the movie studios. So they haven't you haven't seen much blowback from it. But let that shit get really popular and see if AMC could sustain the money loss. They can't, but an Amazon could. So I'd be very curious to see what happens. My interesting, I my big question is if Disney. Which ha- owns uh, studios and radios and uh, television networks. They're about to launch a streaming service. How is it not more beneficial? Well, at least in America, how is it not more beneficial to be like, okay, here's Avenger Endgame on Disney streaming? Say, so I say they should do that, but they probably don't. Again, it's going to be up to somebody who wants to take the hit because they're going to be so much pushback. From you know the, the the movie chains and everywhere else. I mean, because I understand it's going to be I, first because I know Netflix does it. Netflix they can lock you out of. Oh, there's two people. That's it. So I know Disney could probably do the same thing. Like no, 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 one screen where you got to pay extra to get multiple screens. So they can do that. I mean, as far as piracy, I'm like there's piracy now. So my thing is, well, is like, how does it benefit Disney to keep putting it in the theaters? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the same thing with Netflix. Netflix gets pushback when they want to push their movies into the theaters. No theater chain wants to show it, right? What's that movie they got yeah. right now that, that's up for best Is picture? it Roma? Roma. Roma. There's a lot of pushback. Even Spielberg, like, that shouldn't even be, you shouldn't even count that as a movie. That ain't no real movie. But they put it in the theater for one week. But they know no real movie theater is going to allow a Netflix movie to be shown in that because they know it's going to be shown on TV. That's what I'm, so that's the only reason Disney haven't done that because there would be a lot of pushback. But then they would have to they would basically have to put their middle finger up to the system and say, like, you know what? But we hold the chips. So if you want to watch Star Wars, it's going to be on TV. For, it would be a major ch- a game changer, but they're just not ready to pull that trigger slightly yet. Maybe when they get that streaming service popping, they might just do that. It, again, that would shoot the bow across the whole thing <laughs> and they say you know what episode whatever ain't coming to the theaters it's coming on tv and that would shut everything down be like, fuck and then yeah, but then I, those theaters would be like we're not carrying none of your movies and here's the other thing is because i know inter- international is different but like right now studios are making more money off of international than they are domestic true and i don't know if you guys know this um like with the ufc and WWE, I would say about five years ago, because now this this kind of changes a tad bit. When they did pay per views, the domestically we had to pay our fifty nine ninety nine, sixty nine ninety nine to see a pay per view. But if you lived in the UK, they have ESPN UK. You would be seeing uh, the UFC pay per views for free on television. The WWE pay per views for free on television, so there is that you can you, you can handle the loss or change it from country to country and make your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it, you know it, it it'd be so disruptive over here because there's so many ancillary, I guess, industries built on top of something. So if, if you if you uh, don't allow it to be shown on one thing, then they're gonna push back. What, then you're hurting our industry. Movie theaters would push back. Uh, if you put it on on-demand services and you didn't, you know, the theaters would say we don't give enough window in between DVD release or the, on, you know, on-demand release, that whole pushback. It, it, you know, it's, just gonna, it's all going to come down, probably going to come down to a court type of thing and really going to come down to the whoever the industry that can pay the lobbyist, lobbyist the most. <laughs> 
to say, oh, well, we got to let it, we got to allow it. The only thing I see with Disney is they probably in a more regulatory situation because they own so many other different things. And they, they don't, they don't want to be seen as like a monopoly. Like if they own all the content and all the distribution, and I could see why they would be like, eh, you guys just bought Fox. Hey, now you want to buy the, you want to lock everybody else out of the game too? That's the only thing I could see probably of them avoiding them tr- making a move like that. But, you know, we'll see. Anyway. Oh, you know, I just wanted to double back to Jussie for a second. <laughs> I just thought of something. Everybody was talking about like, oh, this is, I want to wait for the real news or like Fox's Fox News. You can't trust them when it comes to hearing about the situation. But you got to ask yourself, who, who pays his checks? Fox. Okay. Now, some will argue that, well, it's not, the, it's a different Fox, but still, he on Fox. So as much as they was going in on him, I mean, he worked for them. Don't Empire come on Fox? Yes, it does. So, I mean, huh. who who's really controlling what? But anyway, I just I, I remember I wanted to bring that up earlier. I was like, I mean, he on Fox now. I don't I don't know. I, I think Fox News may be separate now from Fox Studios. Uh, so maybe maybe at the end of the day, he'll be a Disney problem. <laughs> but, oh Lord. anyway uh anything else real quick your boy went to go see captain marvel on thursday oh you saw that movie yep yep i did man give me the scoop i don't have to spoil it but what did you think about it here's a scoop if this was a phase one and maybe phase two film it'd be like yeah this is good but for me since we're like 21 films deep in and by Marvel's own statement and how they've done things, it's all connected. I can see why some reviews might have been bad, and I can see why some people will be dissatisfied by this film. I know, Mark, I can't. I, I need you to see this on day one because I want to know your response immediately next week. No, no, it's two weeks from now with some of the liberties they took with the characters. Uh oh. No, 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 no! I wouldn't say that. I, it, I'm not, not like that. You sh- hopefully you're not gonna blow your stack. Maybe you will, but I just want to hear. I, I want to hear what you have to say with some of the things that they did. Because when I saw it, I was like, "Wait a minute!" But wait a minute! But so you know, but, <laughs> you know, because I'm just thinking like, okay, well, hey, you gotta uh, understand that the comic book is different from the film universe. Um, Samuel Jackson, I thought, was dope as hell in this film. He he did the thing. They didn't. It's, if you were looking, I know some of y'all didn't like Ragnarok. Thought it was too jokey. It's not like that at all. Although I feel like a lot of the jokes do land. A lot of the comedy does land. But it's a really good, in my opinion, solid story. It's a good film. But the problem is, is where it's being released right after Infinity War and right before Endgame, and it's just like. This this a whole tonal shift where you're just like, yeah, this I didn't need this. But if this was a phase one film, you'd be like, yeah, dope as fuck. Um, I don't want to give a spoiler, but let me. I'm just gonna say the scroll. There's a scroll character. He steals the film. Everybody keep talking about that cat. Is this the guy from uh, Rogue One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he steals the film, in my opinion. He let me, a, let me ask you this, and I, and, and if I have to bleep things for scroll. Does he does he become one of the other superheroes we've seen in other movies? No, right. no. That I, I don't want to give that away because <laughs> when you see the film, you're gonna be like, wait, what? So I don't want to give that away because at the end of the film, did they show the post credits? There's two. There and, two. and they showed them. Showed who? Did they show the post credits to you guys? Like you saw? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. There's two. The second one is like you remember uh, Captain America, where you know at the end of that of uh, of Homecoming they had the Captain America. We just like, wow, oh, man, we need to wait for that shit. That's the last one. The second one. Do y'all really want to know what it is? I mean, nah, I'm not gonna nah, go nah, into. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Does it tie into Endgame? That's all I can ask. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, it's it's not a spoiler, but you remember. I mean, all I'm gonna say is remember uh, Ant Man, and they had that middle trailer that was um, Winter Soldier, Cap, and uh, Falcon. Uh, Falcon. Yeah. It's similar to that. Okay. Yeah. So I I say it's, it's definitely a good film, but yeah, we're gonna have some deep discussions about. It. You're gonna be like. Oh, the other thing is, is I know some of y'all care about this because they've been pumping it as the first female-led Marvel film, and it's coming out on International Women's Day. Y'all don't have to worry about any quote-unquote agenda. I I saw the film, and I'm like, I don't see where they were pushing this woman empowerment. So I spoke with some other people. They're like, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, really? Okay, well, I, I didn't see it. So you don't have to... Those that were worrying about it, y'all don't have to worry about it. So there's no pandering. No pandering, in my opinion. Okay. Although there are some, uh, there. Okay, there's there's a there's an interaction where this man says something like "smile," and she kind of gives him this look like type of thing. That I didn't really pick up on it as a you know they were playing into it, but somebody said, "Yeah, that that's that was kind of how the female thing where just like look, I ain't about that smile shit. I'm here to take care of business, that type of thing." Oh boy, where, where but, would you, no, but where, where would you rate this movie amongst the other Marvel movies? Okay, I would say middle, middle. Do you think it's it suffered thing. because of its <clears throat> release placement between Infinity War and before Endgame? Yeah, because the pro and I because I was having a discussion with uh, Ben. I mean, from for all those shirts, shout out to him. Um, the problem is, and when you see the film, you see it. It's like. Marvel said it's all connected. But when you see the film, you're just like, because you saw Guardians of the Galaxy with their cosmic stuff. And then you get to this film where they do. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything. There is Ronan and Accuser in there. So you're dealing with the the Kree and Xandar. And you just don't get a feeling, in my opinion, of, well, how is this all connected? How does this come together with that? So that's why I was just like, this should have been a, a phase one film. As opposed to now, because we've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, two films of those. We've seen Infinity War, where they're out in cosmic space. And yes, I know they're going back in time to the 1990s, which, you know, I mean, I, if you live in Los Angeles, you'll appreciate a lot of the landmarks and the things that they did. But for the most part, it doesn't really tie into the films that come after chronologically in the, in the, the MCU. Is it is it necessary? Do you feel it's necessary to see this movie before you see Endgame? No, no, you don't. I mean, unless we don't see something in Endgame, I'd be like, oh yeah. For me, I was just like, this this doesn't tie into the film at all, which is which is fine. 
it's fine. But the problem is, is that it's just in the order of their releases. It's like when, um, um, it's like why was Ant Man and Wasp after uh, uh, Infinity War? Why was the first Ant Man after Age of Ultron? Because it's like you hoping it's gonna tie into that, and it doesn't. Hmm. Yeah, but well, it's, it's, think- it's a I mean- good film, and there's a you know there's a there's things in there where you're just happy. Okay, is this gonna lead to something more? But if you look at this film, you cannot think this leads to something more more other than Captain Marvel is a beast. Yeah, I, okay, I will say that in her fights, she's a fucking beast. I will I will not deny that at all. She was wrecking. Ah, this is one scene. <laughs> When she just stands off in space, like, wish she'll move. And I ain't gonna spoil what happens next, but that shit was boss as fuck. You know when she in the in the uh in the the commercials, she's flying through and destroying shit? That shit was boss as fuck. Well, I think this movie wasn't really designed to tie in to Endgame. I think it was more to introduce her because at the end of Infinity War, you know, we see the logo. Right. So this is like to say, this is who's coming to a uh, wreck shop in Endgame. Well, the way I look at it is, is like Black Panther seemed to be its own self-contained story, but it tied into the MCU. We got the follow-up from Civil War. We got Ross in there, and he was playing it a vibranium and whatnot. We got the teases of Winter Soldier, and at the same time, you saw how at the end of the end of Black Panther, how they're expo- they're exposing themselves to the rest of the world, and what that might mean moving forward. Where you see this film. It's kind of like, this is way too self-contained. And in my opinion, you can't do that anymore, Marvel, because you've conditioned us. Everything's connected. Hmm. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's definitely a good film. It's just, it, I think it's just going to leave you wanting more to the greater MCU uh, picture. What were the last three to four Marvel movies? It was Infinity War, Black Panther, Ragnarok. At Men and West, and, yeah. and terms and, uh, of the, in terms, Homecoming. In terms of those, where does it sit? It might be, it might be ahead to me. At Men and West was at the bottom, and I'd say I'd put it above it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I didn't care for Ant Man at all. Right. Yeah. All right, and Coulson, I mean, Coulson's in this too, right? Do you want me to spoil? Well, he saw him in the trailer, so he's in the movie. I didn't actually like tell him. No, I just said, do you want me to spoil (laughs) what I I think about it? Okay. No. (laughs) No spoilers. (laughs) All right. Let me ask you that. This is my last question, anybody. Are there other superheroes that we've seen before in this movie? Without naming them? No. No. Okay. Hmm. If you count them, I mean, unless you count the mid credit scene. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Hmm. But nah, I mean, I'm the thing is, is that you like remember, like y'all would say, well, why didn't Cap get help from the other characters? Why didn't uh, uh, Spider Man? You know, cause right. you, you, I think that's the thing. The thing is, Captain Marvel don't need no fucking help. <laughs> they they make it known she don't need no fucking help. Well, so my question would be though, does it explain why she wasn't in any other situations, in the other movies? You already know the answer to that. <laughs> yes or no? I don't know. No, they don't explain. Oh, it doesn't. No, not at all. No, as a matter of fact, it it creates a plot hole. I think, well, I mean, no, I think this this has been on the internet before. It it creates a plot hole of if Nick Fury had his pager, 
How the hell he didn't say, you know what? There's an invading extraterrestrial army. Let me call this bad bitch. You talking about like the original New York <laughs> Avengers situation? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, well, maybe that's not. I'm like, they're invading Earth. Like, that's. I think you need that bad bitch to come help you. Wow. No, that's like the credit card, like uh, Bernie Mac said, you need a credit card for big shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he thought he could take care of that. He really did? Nah, no, he didn't. Hmm. And if you didn't know uh, before, the Chitauri are absolutely not the squirrel at all. I know in Ultimus, the Chitauri, the, right? Please correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. The Chitauri was a different name for the squirrels, correct? I thought so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's they make it clear, nah, they ain't the same. And, and for all my DC versus Marvel people, is this better than Wonder Woman? It's about the same, honestly. I think it's way more action and it, it's for me. It's more enjoyable than Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman. I didn't think Wonder Woman was that great. It has moment. It has I enjoyed a, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Captain Marvel has a much better final fight scenes, much better action. Okay. All right. And the, and there's the sister in there, uh, Maria Rambo. Is, is that the same? Is that the same girl from Billionaires? That's I haven't seen that show. I would know. Is her name Maria? So, what about Monica Rambeau? Is she mentioned? She ain't. She's not mentioned. She's in it. Oh, as, you as a as a nine year old. So everybody, I think she's. This is nineteen ninety five when this takes place. I believe she's nine. So now it's what? Uh, fuck my math scope. But twenty two years later, so we could possibly get the Black Captain Marvel. Cool. I, I know I lied. Last question. You don't have to give me any story <laughs> specifics. Is there time travel in this movie? No time travel. Okay. Right, right. But I will I will say get there on time because you're gonna need some time to process the the first twenty to thirty minutes of what's going on as far as um, I mean, come on, y'all know the scroll. The scrolls are in there, so they're doing something where I'm just like, okay, what the fuck is going on? And you're trying to comprehend. So I'm just letting you know, there's going to be a part where you might be confused of what's going on at the beginning. Is there a lot of '90s references in this movie? Music, musical cues, and stuff like that. I saw the sign. Okay, I think the easiest one I can give you is um, there's a she's wearing flannel, and there's a joke with that. That if if you from the oh, '90s, okay. you'll no, it's not going to make you groan. It's not going to make you groan. She, in matter of fact, grunge. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even flow. Uh, Samuel <laughs> Jackson uh, does a, says something to her that anybody that hated grunge, you probably will appreciate what he says. Interesting. All <laughs> right. All right. I'm spoil too much of this movie. All right, man. With that, I think we're going to wrap <coughs> things up. Whoa, this has been a, been a, been a meaty show. Uh, so let's go around the room real quick and check where you can find us out online. Uh, Mr. Quentin Jones, where can I find you, sir? All right. You can find me on Facebook under Quentin Jones. Uh, it's Q-U-I-N-T-I-N. And I have a Instagram account. That's a Q dot. It's D-O-T-J. All right. Mr. Big Sexy and Sack. Instagram, Mark Wiggins 2. Facebook, Mark Wiggins, and Twitter, WSE Mark. All right, Mr. Ampoo. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at, at Poo. All right, and of course, you can find me at M Dean on Twitter 
And then uh, you can find the website, podcastjuice.net. You can also find us on Facebook at Podcast Juice. Listen, all of my uh, Michael Dean Show listeners, uh, we don't have a separate Patreon, but you can also check us out at, uh, I believe it's Podcast, just look up Podcast Juice on Patreon. We would love if you would join onto that and help support the show. Make sure that we can keep this thing going. I really appreciate that. And shout out to all of our Patreon people who are already on there. I love you so much and, and very thankful. I'm not going to pull any Jussie types uh, antics to get more people to join Patreon <laughs> or to uh, upload this, you know, uh, upload our standing out here in the streets. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, let's see. We want to make sure that I, we thank all of the podcast used people on pod, uh, on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, YouTube. We definitely appreciate you guys. And yo, like I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.